Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. You know we've uh, we've been doing this a long time. We're hitting season. This is season thirty-two of the Glorio Blog. I finally took count. Um, Great, and, love it. Uh, despite all that, this has got to be one of the longest lists of anime for us to talk about on first impressions in a, a recent memory. Uh, we've got a lot of shows to cover for the spring 2020 season. Sure. Just uh, ask, ask yourself how many, in a month, how many of these will we still be talking about? Yes. I, I don't know, but even, even on uh, podcast uh, episode one of the season here, it's a lot more than usual to cover. So, um... We probably don't have a whole lot of time for super long intros, but, uh, you know, like I said, we'll talk about Spring 2020, and just to introduce everybody, I'm Jell. we've got uh, Iroh. I'm still here, not dead yet. Still here, not dead. G. I'm happy to report that uh, I won big in the uh, the tournament market in Animal Crossing two weeks in a row, so uh, clearly... Well, this is four weeks now. We're... Or four weeks, yes, or something yes. like that. God, I'm, whatever. I Day 30-something of quarantine, who knows what's like happening. Something like that, yes. Anyways, yes. the point is that my reckless uh, spending and betting in Animal Crossing was uh, completely validated, and uh, clearly I should just keep doing this because uh, nothing can go wrong. Yes, of course. Just keep uh, doubling down on that. Um I actually my my turnip prices today were at ninety bells, so and that's going, a really good price. I think that is actually I'm going in hard. I think mathematically that today. is actually the lowest it could possibly go uh, for buying, yeah. anyways. So so there, there's your uh, Sal Jones stock market update uh, <laughs> for the for the week. But uh, yeah, and uh, we are joined again by Artemis. Hey, still not into this super capitalist. <laughs> thing that you guys got going on i'll just stay out of that thank you yeah everyone else is having fun on uh we're recording uh, i guess today is easter so we're recording on uh bunny day in animal crossing uh so everyone's having fun with that but you know me and g have our priorities straight indeed on it uh but did, did jesus roll a giant rock out of this cave for this <laughs> i'm not even gonna touch that one um let's move along good call like I said, we got a lot of shows to talk about, big long list, so let's just dive into it. Um, let's start, uh, these are kind of be vaguely the same order, I guess we talked about them before in some cases, and we'll start about some of the returning, we start with some of the returning shows, and we'll kick things off with uh, Kaguya-sama Love is War, Season 2. Um, gee, did you get a chance to watch this beforehand? Cause it just I have came to out. confess, I did not get a chance to watch the okay. first episode. Well, I watched it, and, um, yep, show's back. <clears throat> more of the same? Like... Uh, yep, and I, I have to say, I think I kind of forgot how good the show is, um, <laughs> when it's, like, at its best, and they kind of, they came out firing with the first episode, uh, you know, we've got everybody being, uh, incredibly dumb, lovable idiots, um, and I, I always forget how good the show looks, like, um... It's very well directed, and there's a lot of like neat directing tricks, and animation is great. Like it looks even better. I, from what I understand, I think season one was very successful, so maybe they they poured even more 
into this one going into it. Really, um, I feel like it's usually the opposite trajectory. Is. <laughs> no, they they didn't just uh, they didn't just say, oh well, we can put out anything and it'll be fine. It actually looked really good. Uh, this is well, I mean, this is A one Pictures. I mean, not many people have more money than A one Pictures at this point. So, um, although they are, uh, they did have to cancel uh, Sword Art Online this season. So. Boo. Oh no! I'm so sad. <laughs> what will we do? Yeah. How will we survive? Actually, yeah, there were a couple uh, shows because we had that uh, No Guns Life, right? Yeah, we was are, one we that will, got canceled. Right, we're, we're not delay. we're not getting our promised Hiroyuki Sawano Man with a Mission crossover opening. That yeah, uh, we're gonna have to wait on that one. And uh, the my my teen romantic comedy snafu or whatever the actual title is uh, also got delayed. Uh, due to the the COVID situation, I mean, we don't need to get into this right now. But like, realistically, how many of the shows this season do you think will actually finish out this season? Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing because a lot because, of these, I'm assuming they had the first couple episodes in the can already. But right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's right. Because I mean, not not every studio is trigger where they're delivering the last episode <laughs> minutes before it goes live. But my understanding is that anime production is a little uh, down to the wire. It's it does, so yeah. It's it rarely does. done at the beginning of the season, right? Right. Yeah, like it's that, not like the case of like western production where, you know, a movie comes out and it's like actually they finished filming that thing like uh, months or even years ago. Yeah, not everyone is Kyoto Animation where they have like the show ready to go for the, you know. But uh yeah. I ha- I we I have been thinking about that because it seems the impact is going to hit at some point. You yes. know, after they've run out of episodes, there's going to have to be some kind of. I mean, it's going to be something. either this season or next season, right? Like, I think we were going to see that shoe drop eventually. I I would be surprised if it was not this season. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. like uh, the uh, Red Ranger of the current Super Sentai caught covid and oh, just been in the hospital like just got discharged from the hospital uh so, so like... how when it comes to sentai uh how much they film like six weeks in advance I think. okay okay well okay so the actual there. question i was going to ask and i mean look of course i hope the i hope the red ranger makes a speedy recovery <laughs> but the thing i was going to ask is like is sentai as like blatantly shameless as pro wrestling where they would try to turn that into a plot line? I don't believe so, but they do do... My understanding is they do do, like, commercial bumpers with all of them, where they were like, wash your hands so you don't get the Rona. Could, and, and then they caught they, the Rona. <laughs> I kind of hate to say this, but they, could they put somebody else in the suit since you can't see they, their face? They have, that has happened in the past. Like, okay. okay, so it is not as, it is not as uh, stringent as, say... Uh, VAs where right. Be- because like you ha- do have suits like like the actors themselves are never in the suits um, those are stuntmen okay but like there right. have been instances where like scheduling meant that this person could not show up on set in person so they were in suit for like three episodes only and were able to do voiceover okay interesting but uh yeah well, get well soon to uh, Red Ranger guy <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else to say, uh, say about Kaguya-sama, Joe? No, I yeah, like... I, I don't think there's too much to say other than if... Because, I mean, it is season two. Obviously, if you were 
watching this, you watch season one, you know what the show is about. I just want to report to everybody that they are backfiring on all cylinders. That's good. So I'm uh, I'm happy about that I, one. Uh, I will need to get around to that. Yeah. Uh, let's move along yeah, to season two. Gundam Bill Divers Re-Rise, <laughs> okay. uh, which we talked about. Okay. <laughs> took took a, a weird turn at the end of season one, but where are we at now? Now that the show, the season two has debuted. Boy, howdy. Surprising Jesus. absolutely no one. Yeah. The first episode of Bill Divers Re-Rise season two is a complete return to the kids' show status quo that we had come to expect from every other episode of that series. Or, in some ways, perhaps even worse than that. It was uh, like a flashback slash recap of season one. Imagine, yes, yes, so it was, it's a, it was essentially a recap episode, but imagine they made a recap episode with entirely new footage. Like... <laughs> That's, so, Endless 8... So narratively, it is still a recap. They are still basically retelling the events of season one, but they still went through the effort of animating entirely new scenes to retell the events of season one. It's that sounds like a tremendous waste of everyone's time. Oh yes, yes. It's uh, as as Arrow can attest. Now, perhaps some of this is induced by the quarantine. You know, we are all going through our own uh, emotional and mental trial and tribulations. But, uh, again, as Zero can attest, after watching the first episode of Bill Diver's Re-Rise Season 2, I briefly lost my mind. I immediately go bake some cookies. Yes, I I had to bake some cookies. I had to lie on the cold linoleum floor for about ten minutes. <laughs> I was I I, I was driven to uh, I was I, I suddenly want and felt a need to start drinking. I. I, I, well, I don't know I, if that was the show, G. I, but, I briefly uh... considered picking up smoking as a habit. I just dip these cookies into this I, uh, bourbon whiskey. This, this first episode was, in many ways, incomprehensible to me because, like, there's okay. no Gundams in like that. First there were no Gundams. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. And. And, and that's not like, look, don't get me wrong, alright, I get it, we've all seen the famous meme image of the beam shooting over the viewer's head, right? Gundam is always constantly pulled between the spectrum of wow, cool, robot, and war is bad. The, the problem but here, is... Here's this episode about this, uh, like, dog child hanging out and, uh, reading, reading about the ancient ruins and tr- trying to summon people and... And there's no Gundams. Living his life and... Here's the stock footage from Rewrise Season 1 and not... Or not, not even not not Rewrise even, Season not 1. Even. Gundam Build Divers Season 1, not yes. Gundam Build Divers Rewrise. The prior series. <laughs> and it's... I it's mean, okay, we, we, we don't need to keep litigating this. So really the thing is just at its core, this episode basically existed to remind you that the thematic and narrative thrust of Rewrise is this story and the plight of these animal people. It is not the Gundam fighting. It is not the Gundam MMO. It is not the Gunpla product. The core narrative (laughs) uh, framework of this entire uh, show, again, this kid's show about kids who go into an MMO to play with their plastic robot toys, is about this war for survival about this planet of animal folks. And the malevolent AI that lives in the sky above them. And 
I don't know what's going on anymore. Just I don't. <laughs> be be honest with me, guys. Did you have like even a sliver of hope that this was going to be good after no. the way it ended? No, no, not last even. Season. Not, not a tiny bit. We we knew this. We knew it was going to be bad again. We just okay. I think Aaron so and I were just kind of morbid curiosity that drove you to <laughs> to this. Those last oh. two episodes were really good. Yeah, those last two episodes were really solid. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> no, this is more just I think you guys sure. Your uh, devotion to watching anything that has the Gundam name on it, I, I be it mean, good or bad. Devotion's the wrong word. To, uh, De- devotion I is mean, definitely the wrong word. Obligation, maybe? Is that better? Uh, I, sure. I don't know. Obligation, yes. Yes, better. that is a little bit closer. Uh, yes, it's... That, impl- that doesn't imply that you want to do <laughs> No, no, I don't think we do. It's just that... Uh, what else could we do but... Well, I mean, animal people are... Animal people are real popular in anime these days. Yeah, it's a so hot topic in anime right now. So. We'll get to some of that later, I think. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Well, they gotta they gotta add the Gundams back in eventually, right? Yeah. Maybe the the animal people. I are just gonna don't get know. Gundams? Like, I just don't. <laughs> I know we all got tricked into watching more, and we knew we got tricked into watching more, and we still watched it. And I don't know what the hell we expected, <laughs> but. It is you have no one to you have no one to blame but yourselves at this point. Kinda, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. But and you're still gonna keep watching it. Oh, oh <laughs> yes, absolutely. Of course. I have no sympathy whatsoever. No, so you yes, should, you shouldn't. Uh, we're trying. We're trying to help you. Look, uh, there's always a chance that in this series they introduce a new cool robot. They get a new cool toy that I will buy later. So. Yeah. Well. Like I said, uh, no one to blame but yourselves on that one. Um, uh, speaking of nobody to blame but myself. Yes. Uh, the, the, our next show is the Digimon Adventure reboot. And boy, so, I have feelings about that. How did the, the digital how that champions? go? Uh, you know, we got Greymon episode one, and that weirds me out. Damn. Uh, but that's champion stage, yeah. Yeah, that's... I guess they, I guess they are the champions, I don't know. I feel like Greymon's not... Greymon's like an episode... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, is this just like is this like the equivalent of like the MCU where you know Spider-Man's uh, uncle Uncle Ben is already dead? Like it's been no, rehashed it's like a full reboot. so many right right. But what I mean is, even though this is a reboot, like Digimon has been rehashed so many times that they're like, yo, we can't just have Agumon running around for, like, a whole episode. Just fucking bring in Greymon. Like, fuck it. Everybody already knows what to expect. Okay, hear, hear me out, though. Episode 2 has Omnimon. What? Yeah, right? <laughs> Excuse me? See? Things, things did escalate quickly, it's true. So, okay, here's, here's my problem with Digimon Adventure, the reboot. As someone who has... Uh, Omnimon! Has deep personal feelings about the original Digimon. Omnimon in episode two. <laughs> First of all, if you're gonna reboot the series, uh, but also keep all of the character designs, all of the Digimon, like, to who is this show for now? Is it for the people who watch the original and love all of those characters in Digimon, or is it for the new kids who like maybe want to try and get them into Digimon? Because at this point, you're, like, deeply pandering to the base. But also, all of their, like, characterizations and designs have been, like, altered. So that one could potentially argue they're not even the same characters. Hmm. And it's like, they don't go, they're not, 
I think enough of the, I mean if I if I'm if I'm Mr. Uh, executive uh, planning out this on a production <laughs> committee, I'm trying to get both. Right, you know, exactly. The they're trying to do both. They're, they are absolutely not, trying to do not both. succeeding. But at like, it. as the person who is here, probably most easily taken in by classic Digimon um, nostalgia pandering. Like, I just spend the whole episode being like, that's not how I remember it. That's bad. <laughs> right. I I had a completely different experience because even though I did watch Digimon and enjoyed Digimon back in the day and have still have a lot of respect for right. the original, I don't remember right. most See, I, of, at least the first half right, of the that's first. Fair. Like, I, I remember I, the I plot, do remember but I don't remember the story beats. And right. so when I watched it, I was like, if I divorce this from any franchise and just see it as a random anime that i'm watching it's actually pretty good yes i will agree with that that like if i if i spend the effort to divorce the two in my brain like the new one is actually quite well produced well that's and good looks surprisingly hear, good and there's some solid like moments of characterization yeah. that that i just don't typically expect from something like this shows. yeah from a proxy battle children's show yeah i don't Sounds like uh, and you so need to i was watch, i was uh... pleasantly surprised Season one of Gundam Build Fighters, <laughs> but uh, it was it was well made. It, it does look really good. I'm just, like genuinely surprised at the quality of. Okay, the so two questions yeah. then. One, mm-hmm. where the fuck do you go from Omnimon? I don't fucking know, dude. You can't uh, like you, Om- can, you if when you're adapting when you're like a re reboot adapting the Digimon movie for your second episode. Like that is like indisputably. V or this either the first or second high point of the entire first season, right? Like that's the biggest Digimon. pandering thing you can do, right? Right. Like, like, and so it's like, I get you but, want to start with a bang, but if you're adapting that as your second episode, where do you go? Right. That's like if you. It's, that's like if like, that's like if they rebooted Dragon Ball, not Dragon Ball Z, but original Dragon Ball and episode and two. Episode Goku two, is defeating Piccolo, right? Right. Like, or Goku is going Super Saiyan. Like, <laughs> I. <laughs> Like, op, like, I mean, I don't know. Eero, you could tell me. I'm sure there's, like, some fucking deep Digimon lore about this. But is there, ah. a, is there a thing beyond Omnimon? Is there, a thing, is there a thing they can say, like, this is what it means to go beyond Omnimon? Like, is there uh, super Omnimon? Like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, maybe, okay, they, maybe they'll do a kind of a backtracking. Maybe now that this, this has happened, they'll go on and, and he'll, like, de-evolve or whatever it's called right. and 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 then they'll be like oh how do we do that we don't know i guess we're gonna have to work our way up to actually yeah. finding out how to consciously right, do it fine, like, i think fine. that's that is at least the, the play. at least yeah. give and i know this sounds weird coming from me but <laughs> give it a chance at least at least give it the benefit of the doubt that it's possible oh yeah <laughs> of course like <laughs> I, I am in full old man all right, right all right fine number two then <laughs> i i know nothing about this anime i haven't seen a single bit of footage of it uh, how's their cover of Butterfly? They are not using Butterfly. What? what, what, what? That singer, that singer <laughs> passed away. So? That's why I said, that's why I said cover. <laughs> I think they're wow. trying to, like, divorce, they're trying to slightly divorce from the original Okay, fine, series, fine, fine, that's right? fine, that's fine. Don't do Butterfly, that's fine, whatever. Butterfly was the inferior opening anyways. Fine. Surely whoa, then, whoa! The opening, <laughs> surely then, I guess the new opening must be a, a, a remix of the Digimon rap, right? Tomorrow <laughs> Champions. No, it's a new opening by the uh, guy who did, like, one of the Dragon Ball Super openings. 
Just tell me. <sighs> Fine. Well, well I mean, we don't know how long this is going to be. Maybe they're true. saving it for a later right. it's season or whatever. I don't know, like, we don't know how many episodes, right? I mean, yes. Right, now that you said this, I was going to say, now I, will little, I would literally bet money that a sad and or orchestral remix of Butterfly plays... No uh, bet. I will not take you up on that. <laughs> sometime during the show's run. <laughs> I refuse to bet money on this or bet anything at all. Uh, I will say, again, this is like me making broad sweeping judgments based on like two episodes of a show that's longer than two episodes. But um, where the fuck's the ensemble? Like one of the core elements to me is the whole group. But it's been very Thai, Matt focused. Ugh. I mean, yeah, that well, makes how, sense. How, I wait, how and, and space do you want it exactly? Like, I don't know. Like, you can't, you can't yes. have it both ways. You can't I know. be like, oh, it's, it's happening too fast. Oh, wait, where's every, where's every other character? Come on, <laughs> calling you out. Yes, no, as I ought be called out. <laughs> Old man yells a cloud. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least it's better than try, right? Low I, bar. Well, low bar. Very low bar. Okay. Well. All right. So we'll, but, we'll like, check I will back. watch more of that. I like my interest is we'll, sufficiently peaked, we'll, even if it just means I'm complaining every time. We'll check back in on your kid shows uh, later. Uh-huh. Although we have one more coming up in a, in a <laughs> bit here. Um, all right. Let's uh, move along and get some of these video game shows out of the way here. Um, I unfortunately did not get a chance to watch Soccer Wars. I watched like like 10 episodes of anime last night and I just ran out of time. Jesus. Understandable. Um, so you guys are going to have to fill me in on uh, this one. It's still based on the upcoming game, right? Or... It's a sequel to the game. Turns out. Oh, it's a sequel to the game. Yes. Oh. Which means okay. I'm like at least 50% lost. We are so, we are so, so they don't give you like any like no. explanation or Fuck anything. No. <laughs> okay. The show doesn't well. give a shit about that. Soccer, I, I, part of me can kind of respect is, that, but here is the Imperial Flower combat review. Here they are; they defend Tokyo. Dude, Soccer Wars, <laughs> the anime, is a total fucking mess. It's it's, it's ridiculous. Cr- yeah, but also, it's totally all right. <laughs> D- is it a mess because uh, they're just deciding to dive in, or is it a mess because Soccer Wars is a mess? Like I'm familiar enough yes. with, with yes. Soccer Wars. <laughs> To know that the whole it is a mishmash of many things, but uh... right, it is it is both of that at its core. It is that it is that as an anime, it is extremely hectic and unapologetic in its pacing and you know sensibilities. But it is, it is also that yes, Sakura Wars as a franchise is all over the fucking place. You know, in this first episode alone, you got you know steampunk robots and nineteenth century, twentieth century idols and. And 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 magic, and demons, cyber Ninjas. demons. Like, in fact, Soccer Wars is kind of like is kind of basically just Doom. It's basically just that the Japanese <laughs> made Doom. Like, <laughs> Doom guys, the is everyone's Christ. favorite idol. Only yeah. girls, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. like 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 literally the first episode, fucking cybernetic purple velociraptors if, come out of if a portal. Doom was a Japanese dating sim. Yeah, basically, <laughs> like, like. Cyborg raptors come out of a portal to attack Tokyo, and 
You know, the robots, the heroes, the heroines got to get in their robots to save the day. And it's like, ah, I'm the one with the sword. Well, I'm the one with the rocket hammer. I'm the one with the gun. I'm the one with the book. I am. I guess the mech. Oh, yeah, the, me- the, the, the mech-sized magic tome that shoots mech-sized magic bolts. <laughs> yes, the the the, 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 the robot. The, the robot. I, I, I don't mean to say giant robot. They're not that big, but you know, fairly large. You know, they're, fairly they're piloted, not robot. worn. They're yes, mechs. the big robot is holding a big robot-sized book from which it is casting spells from. It's. It that's amazing like it sounds a very legit and b i also have no compulsion to watch it and i'm just happy listening to you it's, guys talk about it it's 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 some it's some crazy motherfucking shit and i don't know like i think i don't i don't i don't, I don't, I don't know if i call it. good right that is a thing I mean, like i mean the, the bottom line question for me is like is it worth watching if you haven't played the new game yet uh hard good to say question. because we haven't that game's all, not out in the West yet. Yeah, yeah. All... Yeah, but I mean, I mean, you're watching it having not played it. Is it, like, comprehensible it's, it's enough? It's a lot of me going, all right, yeah, fuck it, let's go. Yes, so the thing is, like, I mean, here's the thing. It is incomprehensible, but it is not complex. So the thing is, like, it throws a lot of really weird stuff at you, but most of it kind you of You can just, figure out the context yeah, it just, pretty easily. It rolls off the back pretty easily because it's like, oh, okay, whatever. This setting is already ridiculous, like... Yeah. This isn't also, that much it, more. It runs off a very particular type of ensemble cast writing in which yeah. a thing will happen, and then every character will have one to two lines of a reaction to this thing happening that correspond to their character archetype. Oh, so like how they ruined, uh, if, for my own personal tangent here, how they ruined Classic Lloyd Season 2. <laughs> 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 Shout out to the four people out there that understand what I'm talking God, about. God, Cosplay Season 1 was so good. But yeah, yeah I mean, but Iro, that's, what they, that's yeah. what they did in Season 2, where some, something would happen and you had to go down the line of every single yes. character no, and get their reaction. Kind of like is, that. Yes. Yeah. That is exactly what Soccer Wars does. And that's the problem. Like, this anime supposedly takes place after the game, and these characters still have these extremely rote, one note personalities, is like. Oh no, like no character development happens at all in those video games, huh? Well, only if you date them, obviously. Uh-huh. I'm kind of getting Sailor Moon flashbacks now, I don't <laughs> Right, it's very like Sailor Moon slash Sentai Jace type of writing, right? Right. Uh, yeah, like. No, it's. Yeah, yeah it, it, having actually played a Soccer Wars game, yeah, it's not super deep. Uh, not, not super deep or complex stuff going on here. It's. Uh, more of the spectacle of it, I think. Which can be entertaining. I guess it's just... It sounds like I'd rather play the game first before I would even want to touch the anime. Yeah. I, I will say I will say that the studio doing the adaptation, uh, Sans Again, is, uh, who also did uh, uh, Bubuki Baranki. Yes, for everyone That's who remembers that another, show. Another Gloria yeah, yeah, cult. Shout out to uh, Bubuki Baranki. Um, I think they're a, good, the they're, they're, they're a really good fit for... <laughs> soccer wars like right i'd say that as far as all cg anime goes like this is kind of sitting at that b stars doro hidoro adjacent tier maybe not at you know the the artistry is not really there but the technical prowess is and if you're gonna get anyone to try and adapt this like absurd 90s kitchen sink anime setting i think they were a particularly inspired choice yeah Right. That seems like a good. They did. They also did the cutscenes in the game. 
So they were so already, they already like on sitting around the project. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely something. Uh, I'm not not enjoying it. It's just also a lot. Yeah. Well, I think the game comes out like next week. Or, oh, or sure. Something. Didn't get delayed so, by the Rona. That, not that I haven't heard any delays on it. No. So I feel like I'm being a huge hypocrite here, but it probably says a lot that like after watching this uh, anime, if you were to put a gun to my head and say, "Gee, you got a choice to make. You got to buy one." iconic oh. 90s jrpg that's coming out this month final fantasy 7 remake or soccer wars i at this point i might pick final fantasy 7 remake so oh. that's a whole other well, can of worms sir yeah let, let me just go on the books and say i hate final fantasy 7 <laughs> um all right so let's get uh these uh b-tier uh games expanded universe shows out of the way here (laughs) speaking of rpgs starring idiots as the main protagonist yeah don't don't all don't all break the doors down at once on this one um so uh i uh princess connect redive um the redheaded stepchild of side games games um is it had a couple good jokes it had two good jokes they leaned into the uh how did you describe the protagonist iroh as like a like playing the playing the amnesia like your generic amnesiac protagonist as like a borderline feral like idiot child yes doesn't understand anything is... and it, like he's he's a silent protagonist that is almost can they almost keep him entirely silent and like when they when she like brings him into town to like buy food he like tries to eat the money he's like a total idiot um so I think like that's funny for five minutes at a time, and not for yep. not for twenty five minutes at a time. It was good for like two jokes. The rest of the show was was just boring, dumb, generic, cute anime fantasy boring. girls. Sounds um, like it should have been a short or something. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. It might have it might have been better served to be that. Um, Sounds like all that money should have gone to Rage of Bahamut season three. <sighs> Look, yeah. season that retcons the events of season two. <laughs> yes, it did. Um, it did look very good, uh, and this was Side Games in house studio, so they are stepping up their game apparently. Uh, so I'll give them that. Uh, there were two good jokes that looked nice. Otherwise, don't bother with this one. Uh. <sighs> How about, what this about other the other world? side games? What about the other side games property, Gel? <laughs> so, <laughs> are you ready to duel, Gel? Oh yeah, duel. So, um, duel. we'll talk about Shadowverse. Yeah, let me get my uh, which, deck box out of my backpack. We 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 talked about playing a chess this, club at lunch. How like they could have like Shadowverse actually has this is the side games like card game thing. They actually it actually has a plot that they could have adapted into an anime, but they but chose instead... to. It was basically like. Somebody said, hey, let's try and make this like Yu-Gi-Oh! And the director said, you want it like Yu-Gi-Oh! You got it, boss. And uh, <laughs> they went a little too far, I think. Uh, how, how, how blatant is it? Like, is He's it, got is it the thing on his enough? arm to put the cards on. Like, I mean, I, I don't, for me... I, I didn't watch legal? enough Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, to even know what that is. Some kind of copyright like, infringement or something? He's got the multicolor hair. I mean, this type of right, right, I show has like a long and storied history. There was like Duel Master, there was like Cardfight Vanguard, etc., it's just yeah. Like, there's been there's been a lot a of thing, Yu-Gi-Oh right? pretenders. So yeah. So um, um, Vanguard that was very popular. Yep. So th- this goes all in on that. Uh, the uh, the the big 
plot point in episode one. This is after the main guy finds a like treasure chest in his garage with a smartphone that he can play uh, uh, Shadowverse with. And uh, okay, this is Grandpa's he, deck. Yes, with his like Grandpa's deck in it or something. Oh man, I found they, Grandpa's. They actually... I found Grandpa's account. Wow, he sure was a whale. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, no, he the, well. So far from what I saw, the cards are garbage, but of course he has one special, uh, you know, blue-eyes white dragon that he pulls out mm. at the end that nobody seems to under- have seen before. Um, oh, the rarest card. And, you know, he fights some, like, delinquent kid who's bullying everybody around saying, I want to fight the best Shadowverse player, and if I win, I take your phone. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I don't, this sounds great. And, <laughs> So they, so they, so the, so uh, he he uh, he takes the, the one girl character's phone. So the main guy, of course, has to go duel him at the Shadowverse Stadium. This sounds amazing. Where, is, where, there, uh, is, there, is there plenty of kind of overreaction like shots where people pull out the Oh yeah, what? yeah. There's there's no. the there's there's the he gives the whole like I've got three minions on board with five attack. I'm gonna kill you next turn. There's nothing you can do to win. And then the main guy's like, you know, oh. I wouldn't be so sure. It's not over, you know, Shadowverse isn't over until the last turn. And then he pulls out his, you know, magic dragon that nobody has Fuck. and, you know, clears the board. Jal, your voice was disturbingly good. Like, you're I mean, have a career in uh, children's uh, dubbing on this, but... Uh, uh, man, this, you know, I feel like... I feel like this, the Yu-Gi-Oh! format takes on a much different quality when it's phones instead of physical cards. Like, I'm trying to imagine all of, like, the famous... Well, what he does is, uh, so he actually has a full transformation sequence where he yells, Battle Shadowverse, oh, hell yeah. and holds up his phone. And, uh, the, the like, the, the thing on his arm appears, he puts the, the smartphone on his arm, and then it displays the cards on his arm. So Look, he can fling I, them out. The main reason I say this is because... It's going to take on a much different quality when the scene comes up where uh, one of the characters asks the protagonist if he can see their phone to look at their rare card. And then he tosses the phone off the side of a cruise ship. <laughs> it's a goodbye to Exodia. <laughs> yep, it's well. like, motherfucker, that's my phone! Like, that's... <laughs> I will, well, that, that... I will say, if I was at school and there was, like, a, the, the resident schoolyard bully going around asking for either my cards or my phone, I'd just give them the... Like, I definitely... I would, yeah, panic about giving my phone to someone. That's yeah, sure. well, he... So he, he was bullying all the other kids, and the, the, the one girl character, you know, was the only one that was brave enough to stand up to him, but of course she loses and, you know, loses her phone, so... <laughs> Anyway, um, that was kind of hilarious and awful at the same time, and I don't want to watch more. But I had to see, I had to see it with my own eyes. Uh-huh. It was, it, it was amusing for one episode at least. It certainly sounds like a thing. Yeah. So. All right, let's uh, move along to a show we didn't talk about because I didn't realize this was actually a real show, uh, <laughs> and I'm still debating whether it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's talk about. Um, Gal and Dino, uh, which is a show about a gal and her dino, um, mm-hmm. and a lot of <laughs> lot of comparisons to Pop Team Epic on this one mm-hmm. because it's the same director and it's weird. Um, yeah, I think it's and much like Pop Team Epic, I think you're going to get people who are, think this is an audiovisual masterpiece, and then you're going to get people who think it's the worst thing they've ever is watched. This, is this a short? It's not, right? It's a full length. No. It's a... It, well, well, it's a I full mean, 30 minutes. Question, question mark? 
It's a full 30 minutes of things happening. Um, the actual anime part is probably like episode, 10 minutes yeah. of it, and the rest of it is... Well, there's an extensive <laughs> live-action element of, about... Um, I, I wrote... Help me here. Okay, so... I don't know how to like explain the, this. The first half of the episode is like... Goofy little sketches about Gal and Dino of this gal hanging out with her dino, uh, her dinosaur pet slash boyfriend. Um, I yeah, she not, basically. And I do not think the dinosaur is a boyfriend in this You're situation. Right, yeah, but also it's a little too self-aware to be a pet. So roommate, it's her friend, roommate, her sure, roommate. Let's, we can go with her that. dinosaur roommate, pet slash yes. roomie. Um, and that's like relatively normal stuff. I enjoyed that part. Sure. And then the second half of the episode is like this some of the same stuff, but the gal it's all live action. Dino is a man in a dino suit and Gal is a middle-aged Japanese man. And in the first episode, they just replayed some of the skits. Um and then the old man died at the end. And the second episode is about Shota Aoi, a voice actor slash idol slash character from Pop Team Epic, uh, t- trying to time go back through time to save this old man's life. Um, is this... Uh, never mind. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to make this as plain as possible. I don't know. No, is this a comedy? Is it dark? Is it's it, a comedy. Like, what's, it's it a comedy. Okay. Yeah, it's a comedy. Yeah. I mean, it just sounded real dark there for a second, like, well, like in, a, in a Steins Gate kind of way. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Well, yes, they're, they're they're trying to make it serious for the sake of comedy, basically. Right, right. I mean, the thing for me like is... it's so ridiculous that this uh, beautiful idol man that we saw in Pop Team Epic uh, is trying to travel through time to save. Right, this he is like a time traveling specter. Life. He cannot physically interact with the world. He can merely, I don't know, uh, I don't know. influence it. I yes, guess. But, yes. Um, um, yeah. So I don't even know, dude. It, it has a lot of the... You can definitely see the director's touch on this because they're doing a lot of the similar tricks with that they did in Pop Team Epic. I don't think it fits this show well. Um, yeah. It, it worked It worked good with Pop Team Epic because Pop Team Epic is like really quick like right. hits of weird, bizarre comedy. Um, and I'm not even like a huge Pop Team Epic fan either. I just think the format fit this style better like, this seems like closer to like a comedy slash heartwarming like a goofy thing yeah so pop, i think this would epic. have been better served yeah. as just like a normal slice of life anime because i enjoyed the parts where it's just the actual gal and dino parts where it's just like you know this chill weird mm-hmm. slice of life show where we're not even asked questions who this dino is or whatever it's just her and the dinosaur hanging out right. um and uh I would have been fine with that. I don't know if it would have still carried for a 30 minute show, but um, like those parts I enjoyed. And then the rest of it was just like, what's this it, to do with anything? It was like, it was like amusing just on how like audaciously stupid it was. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but like, I feel like I've wasted my time and everyone's time. Right. I think for that. me, the issue is like, I think if it had advertised itself more honestly as just like, Hey, cute antics because of this odd couple i think that would have maybe worked better uh because as somebody who was a fan of pop team epic and enjoyed pop team epic because it was this unapologetic mean-spirited 
shitpost of a TV show. Yes. I, I kind of wanted more of that energy in in Gal and Dino, and it occasionally kind of pokes at that a little bit, right? Like, I yeah. think that, like, the last minute or so of episode two <laughs> is very funny. It's yes. very good. Like, I definitely, like... <laughs> I had a good uh-huh. reaction to that, but I think that the show as a whole, at least of the two episodes that are out, I, I definitely, uh, I definitely have not been as enamored with it as I maybe would have hoped. I think that, uh, at least for what I, I, I want like, out of it, yeah. I feel like the director is trying to make more pop team epic with content that is not more pop team epic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, maybe that's like an appropriate compare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. You know, I don't know. I might watch a little bit more of it because I did. I do enjoy the like the actual main body of content to it. But and I, I suppose I do want to see what happens to the live action part now. <laughs> Evil Wang <laughs> Lang. So, um, yeah, I guess just however high your tolerance is for really dumb <laughs> shit posting. Yes. Well, but that's the thing. Like you say that, but for me, I'm saying it's not shit posting hard enough. Like that, I might agree. That might, that might be fair. Yeah. Yes. They they, they got to pick a lane, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on it. Um, let's go on to something I can get really mad about and talk about Tower of God. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize you had strong feelings about Tower of God. I have, I have, this, this made me irrationally angry. Good, Because it really you. wasn't that, it wasn't really that bad. What are you talking bad. about? Everyone says it's the greatest manga ever made. Ah, <sighs> so, okay, so just, again, for context, refresher, Tower of God is, like, the first, like, real, legit Crunchyroll original based on a Korean webtoon yes. thing. I wanted to watch it just because I wanted to see... Why everyone irrationally thinks this is so great. Yeah, well, there's that, and just kind of see, like, what direction Crunchyroll was going with it. It's, you know, different kind of source material than we're used to. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to see if it was, like, something was going to be different. And, no, not really. Um, <laughs> it it uh, the, it has an interesting look to it. Sure. Um, mm. I, the art style was kind of neat most of the time. That, and I keep switching between art styles, and you know what I mean? Like... Yes. Uh, like one of them is kind of loose and and kind of sketchy uh, like yeah like a sketch like hand drawn yeah. and, like, and then and then especially when they zoom out like the close ups are kind of more sketchy sort of thing and then when they zoom out it's like a more conventional kind of anime look to it yeah um but i mean it it looked kind of cool the animation was nice um it's a very seems to be a very basic concept uh like climb the tower to find the girl type of thing which i hated um yeah the only one yep and and i just like i hate the whole so like the, the premise is like there's this there's this dumb kid that likes this girl and she's like i'm gonna go up this tower and you have to stay here but he blindly follows her into this tower of death thing and like the thing that drove me crazy like, I really hate the whole, like, blind love thing, like, where I'm, I'm going to just follow you through this. I'm not going to care that there's a monster in front of me. Um, and, like, the, the the protagonist just has, like, this dumb blank look on his face the entire episode, and I just wanted to, like, slap him. Um, this, again, this is all very irrational. I, I This is uh-huh. my personal no. feelings on it. Yeah. But I was just like, I was like, dude, I get it. You want to go help this girl, but, like, you're not going to help her if you're dead. You got to pay attention to what you're doing here. 
But, you know, he of course he gets bailed out because some other lady shows up with a magic sword that only he can use, you know, stop because, me. Because because he has a cute face. Yes, because he has a cute face. Uh stop me if you've heard this before. Um Wait, what and... genre? Other characters will also comment on his cute face inappropriately. What, what genre yes. is this? I guess like show. It's like, like show an action it's show. An action, so like mystery drama. Right, right, but is it is Yeah, it like fantasy? so he's going to have to fight like, his way. Like, uh... Fantasy is probably broadly correct. <clears throat> One of the things I don't like <clears throat> Sorry. One of the things I don't like about Tower of God is that there's no cohesion to the aesthetic at all. Everything's like like you have dudes that with is, guns, uh... plus dudes with bows, plus this lizard man with a spear, okay, plus yeah, this so that's what I... kid okay, with a magic so... bag, plus this magic sword, plus this guy's in a tracksuit, plus okay, yeah, so, this so, so, yeah. that's... girl. <laughs> right, so that's what I'm asking because I, I I'm not familiar with the source material at all, but I have you know seen bits and pieces of it posted on you know social right, media or it's been going forever. And... Every time I've I seen it, I'm like, that. I'm like, wait, what genre is this? Like, there's it's, that's it's um, like I, I it's going to be mostly a battle show, I think. Yeah, like he has he has to fight like every floor of the tower. Ta- he basically has to fight his way I mean, up the I mean, tower. Not even, I guess, f- I guess so, genre is not the right word. Like setting, like what yeah. the setting. Oh makes yeah, no, sense. no, I don't know. The tower, ta- like the thing is like it's I, like okay, a so, bed, like a battle royale, but if it had aliens and people. Right, I've read and some also of the... and also if it was like super serious. Yeah, I read some of the webtoon when I heard this was happening, and like, because it's over many years, I've seen lots of people say it's great, and so I read to up to what I assume will be the end of season one. Um, and there's continues to be no cohesion to the mm. aesthetic, like the tower, the so-called tower appears to just be like some kind of extra-dimensional space. Where each quote unquote floor is just another dimension, huh? Okay. Right. And so, because when he gets to the second floor, it's almost like a whole different world, right? Like it's a big just kind of excuse to throw in whatever fucking backdrop. Well, they, they have want. to play uh, Fortnite, and they and, throw in like um, a test every floor, or multiple tests. Yeah, except I'm pretty sure the rest of the season is going to be all the second floor. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Oh well. Yeah. I mean, spoilers, but um, yeah, because the second floor is like there's 200 people or whatever, and no, only the three left standing can advance or something. Know, or, uh, I forget the numbers. I just don't. That's a battle royale, I, basically. I just don't really understand what's supposed to be so great about it. Okay, so hear me out. I watched episode two. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but I did. Yes. And it was far better than episode one. Really. And the reason it was far better than episode one is because it's way funnier. Like it's consciously more comedic. <laughs> huh. Like a lot right. of moments on, are comedic. On purpose? Because the first episode like was Man. very self-serious, right? Like despite all the bizarre yeah. things and the completely weird and coherent aesthetic, it was taking itself very seriously. Yes. The second episode is more of a half and half, I would say. Like there yeah. are some serious moments, but it's a lot more Man, this shit is weird. Ha ha. Let's show shows like it's actually the comedy beats are not badly done. Mm-hmm. So, All right. I I don't know if I'm going to watch. Well, a... I'm kind of tempted to continue at least another episode now because I'm curious to see if that comedy tone, which works way way better given the the environment, is right. going to stay around. I mean that. I mean that's an interesting uh, spin to it. I guess. I mean that is. Um, I mean, is it is it kind of like. Uh... 
he's got to learn how to fight and stuff too because like again, i don't i think he'll he always probably remain this blank faced like imagine like i guess the the main <laughs> i character don't know why that bothered the, me it's so like much. the main I'm character like... from given you know how he goes around going huh what what's, what's a this? guitar what's a that like it's that character <laughs> yes right except <laughs> with um, a sword this guy is trying not to get uh stabbed to death right i don't um... think that's gonna change like i didn't get the impression that that's ever gonna change so uh, yeah huh yeah i don't know but but if it's gonna play hard on the comedy angle then i might be tempted to watch more i don't know that it does well, i mean <laughs> if, we're, if we're talking about why the show is popular is it's just like any other shonen battle shonen show getting battle, popular yeah, maybe right like, and why i do don't people like... i don't as a general like shonen battle shows even if they're good they just don't interest me that much mm-hmm. as a as right. a genre so yeah or as a demographic, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see if it makes it past the uh, three episodes, I guess. Yeah. But uh, I'll, I will give it one more. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of things, yeah, I'm probably speak, not going yeah, to give. Speaking of uh, another right. bad battle. Well, shows. I can be angry for one more uh, show here. Um, I'm glad people agree with me. Yeah. Let's let's talk about. <laughs> I'm. This is my show where I'm like irrationally frustrated. No, there's rational reasons to be mad at the show. Um, well, yeah, let's but, talk I, about but Gla- I'm irrationally frustrated at other people's reaction to it. Yeah, let's let's talk about Gleipnir. Um, I won't name names, but some people in our chat actually was, were kind of sticking up for this show a little bit. Um, I think, uh, I, I don't want to put words in people's mouths, but the general idea was something that this was kind of fun in a trashy sort of way, and they appreciated that the main girl has some kind of agency over her sexuality, which I don't agree with at all but um Nor that was I. kind of the the take on that um Gleipnir, of course was the show where the guy turns into some mascot suit monster thing and uh he meets some girl who's naked half the show or something um <laughs> she it was she knows about monsters but uh yeah she knows his secret yeah and uh, there's lots of, uh, you know, lingering shots on her in her underwear that are totally unnecessary. Um, and I just thought it was, like, I didn't see any of that other stuff I was talking about. It just felt skeevy to me. Um, like, agreed, agreed, like, agreed. So, it, like, it was, yeah. it was, and, and on top of that, um, it takes itself... 100% seriously and for something to be trashy fun it needs to take itself like a, at least 110% seriously <laughs> yes like when <laughs> it when, makes like, sense when you're that kind of anime trash you have to either go like 150% into it or you yes. need to be much more self-aware right and that's not really the case on this yeah. one um I mean I mean the dude is like a mascot suit like how can you take yourself that that's, seriously no, right. I mean, uh, that's what makes it crazy when he tears someone limb from limb like, the <laughs> like look if we want to talk about anime with a goofy basic premise because the protagonist has undergone a strange transformation you know might i recommend uh last season's doro hidoro for example <laughs> but <laughs> in, 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 in all seriousness i feel like the thing you know with Gleipnir is like I don't even think it is necessarily offensively bad like I would not I don't care for it I, but uh, I guess the way, I guess Sorry. the way I would put it is that I don't think it is necessarily being harmful in the way that say you know a shield hero or something is right like it is not malicious and mean-spirited in that way but even as like you know 
Look, like, I don't think any of us here are going to try to claim that we're, like, the paragons of taste when it comes to anime. I think everyone here has, like, their, you know, their guilty pleasures, right? Like, the anime trash, the anime junk food that we just can't help but enjoy, right? I think for uh, a lot of us last season, that was, like, It Invaded, you know, a show that I don't think any of us could, like, maybe make the legitimate claim is, like... A great show. <laughs> I mean, no, no, It Invaded is great, but yes, <laughs> yes, like, it's... Coherent. But, but so yes, like... y- yes, the, the thing I'm trying to work through here is, right, like, nobody would, could call it a holistically, like, quote-unquote, objectively good show, but it was a deeply enjoyable show. And the thing with Gleipnir is I'm not really seeing the angle here. Like, right. the the characters aren't particularly likable. The The premise, again, like, I think this idea of, like, Oh no, humans are getting transformed into giant mascot animals by, like, fuck, I don't know, aliens or espers or some shit. And they got to They don't really out. explain, and I don't like, care. Yeah, right, they don't is. explain it, but, you know, whatever. Like, that can be a neat, funny premise, right? Again, like, to mention it again, you know, last season's Doro Hidoro centered almost entirely around the idea of, like, I'm trying to find the motherfucker who turned my head into a lizard. And I think that. I don't. I guess for me, it's like Gleipnir doesn't have that personability to it. Like, it doesn't have that kind no, of. No, like... it's. Sorry, go ahead, Jill. I feel like it was very explicitly just going for the sex and violence angle. Oh yeah, right, um, right. I don't. Th- I don't think there was any like other, you know, themes Deeper or theme. messages or anything happening here. Um, the you know the way it's directed and framed. I mean. No other the, way of interpretation. Yeah, like, I, I mean the, I mean the first time the guy the guy meets the girl, she's she saves her from a burning building. Saves her from a burning building where she's conveniently has her shirt ripped open. Uh, he drags her body out with her, you know, like half half of her clothes falling off, and starts to take her underwear off, as if he's going to like assault her, and then he stops himself, like, and it's all and this is all like. The camera angles and everything are all like zoomed in and like voyeur right. cam, like and creepy voyeur cam stuff. Like the, I'm like, the, yeah, this is not like fun trash. This is just trash. actual trash. Right. I, think, I think that is a thing, right? I mean, that is the difference between a show like, at least for us, right here in this chat. Like, I mean, in this uh, in this podcast, like, is that there are multiple flavors of anime trash, and I think that like some of the best ones are. Even if they are being trashy, they are also offering something different, or they are being self-aware in a way that's very likable, or they have a very like distinct personality that helps them stand out. Like they are trashy, but they're, you know. I mean, you're talking to the guy that loved uh, every minute of two seasons of Kakagurui here. So. Right, exactly. Like, Kaku- I think Kakagurui kind of is another. Too, yeah. Right, like <laughs> I mean, that's what I say when I'm talking about like shows that's like another, Invaded like, or, like... or or uh, Kakagurui. Right, is like. Those are shows that, like, yes, they are maybe kind of trashy and ridiculous and absurd, but also they have, like, a very strong uh, identity to them, a very strong personality that shines through. And I guess at the end of the day, they're just fun to watch. Like, if a show is not fun to watch... Yeah, I guess, yes. And it's trash, like, how, you know... Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the gimmick of Gleipnir is going to be that because he's a suit, she strips down and gets inside of him... And they combine and fight that way or whatever. Yeah. And I'm sure uh, 
Yeah. Oh, but you see it's so like warm and hot inside of him, it just gets all sweaty. <laughs> well, we're we're not even making this up. Uh, no, I'm not. That's the show. Yes, right. It's just so. Um, yeah, hard pass on that one yeah. uh, for me. <laughs> yup. Didn't watch it. All right. Gonna... Let's talk about another oh, show. Yeah. Uh, another one that we didn't talk about on the preview because I didn't think it was going to be any good. But and I don't know if it's. I would still say it was. It was fine. Good. It's what are you I talking about? It's worth uh, it's worth know. talking about for sure. I enjoyed it. Um, let's. I, I I did enjoy it. Um, let's talk about the Millionaire Detective, Balance Unlimited. I think is the full title. Yep. Um, for first things first, a cop who has unlimited money and can get away with whatever he wants. Very terrifying. Yes, I mean, fine. Yes. Beat me to the punch of what my whole point of why <laughs> I'm not sold on Go this for show it. is. But hit me. <laughs> yes, in the in the real world, um, a, a some a cop with unlimited resources that can get away with anything would be terrifying. But this is a ridiculous anime world where uh, I don't know. I it, it this made me appreciate that I really have no desire to watch actual real mystery or detective shows, <laughs> and I would prefer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just something ridiculous. ridiculous like this where this guy can just like buy his way out of everything and he has all these cool gadgets and cars and everything um, it's, he, he's like he's like if james bond was also iron man you know like it's it's that co- combination of uh, yeah it's yeah. that combination of high tech ridiculous amounts of money and a, a, a hugely inflated sense of self-worth yes and a total asshole so um, that's the thing right for like so I do. I'm not going to deny. I think this show has an undeniable sense of style. I think that yeah. it's it's and it's a got high a really, budget. I think yeah, like, it looks it's, good. Its production, its presentation is very slick. I if it were not for BNA, I think that uh, Millionaire Detective would certainly be a contender for having the best ED of the season. Uh, <laughs> very good ED. Yes, yes, very good ED. Not not quite BNA tier, but very up, but very high up there. Uh, but. So that's a thing, right? Like, I think I'm not saying that a char- a good show has to have likable characters, but there is just something about the 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 million, you know, the 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 titular millionaire detective who is very clearly more than a millionaire because of the things he is spending his money on. But I mean, his balance is unlimited, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> literally it's unlimited. It's. I don't like that guy. He's very unlikable. And I there is not enough here to convince me that the rest of the show will be likable enough or will lean in enough into the self-awareness of how unlikable this guy is to 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 sell itself to me, I guess. I I I think that's a valid yeah. concern. Kind of, I just I get the impression though that the show understands that he's not a likable person, which they try to balance him out with with hero justice guy, who I don't like either. But he's more of like, I guess the combination of the two are. Uh, I'm assuming are going to try to balance each other. Right. Out I mean, as the, show goes the on. premise at its core is the classic buddy cop formula, right? Right. Like you have two contrasting, you know, uh, personality types, and that has worked time and time again. Not not gonna deny that. I think the issue for me is like. I hope I'm wrong on this. I really do. I hope that, like, a few weeks from now, we're like, oh, good, good, good. By episode two and three, they, like, actually fleshed these characters out and addressed my my concerns. But right now, the vibe I get is, like, is this show just going to be episode after episode of, like, 
you know, uh, uh, you know the 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 underdog uh, the underdog cop just getting dragged around and being you know thrown off bridges and right being thrown off bridges and... being right being the the butt of every joke as the cool suave you know millionaire detective effortlessly solves all of these problems with his well unlimited checkbook right like I kind of yeah. wondered about it but but because the the actual policeman detective whatever like the the quote-unquote good guy whatever um is not a walkover like he's clearly ready to give this other guy a piece of his mind which makes me think he's not just gonna you know roll over and accept that he's gonna be the butt of every joke and there's gonna be i mean i I hope you're right artemis i really fall off a bridge (laughs) i mean i mean to your point g i don't think there's gonna be any life lessons learned here but um you know, I don't. I don't think like we're gonna see you know character development or something here. But it's it's. But I think it's. I think they're going for more of a fun type of look at how ridiculous mm. they look, look at this ridiculous method that they've just used yeah. to solve this problem right. of money. I, I totally. Uh, I, again, I definitely and, get the appeal and the thematic intent of the series. I just think that like if it if it's really gonna go all in on this premise, I. Yeah, I think I almost, I think I almost needed to be more overtly over the top, like, yeah, like in a weird way. The present because the presentation is so slick, it almost feels like it's taking itself pretty seriously. Right. Whereas, like, I, I think, think the, I need. I think this... if the music did not like go as hard as it does, it's very action spy music, but right. But yeah, it could. If like it, if, to, if, if it could music, take it further for sure. Right, like the music like, 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 what tips me across the line of oh, this is goofy. What I'm saying is like it's close enough to the line for the music to be the thing that pushes it over. If that makes sense, mm, like it's a little. What I'm saying is I'm agreeing with you that it probably hues a little too seriously, like in its yeah, script maybe. and acting. I think that's maybe a good way to put it because I, I couldn't quite put my finger on it. Just something about the presentation felt too like. Yeah, kind of what you said, Eero. A little, like, it, it, at least to me, the presentation felt very self-serious, even if the content itself was uh, quite overtly over the top. I think and... I think we're just not used to seeing a comedy-slash-parody show, like, that is so self-serious it's funny, but with also a big budget. Like, how often do we see that? Right, like, I mean, my closest yeah. uh, comparison to, the, like to body cop comedy like in recent years like double decker which is 150 percent all the time yes and just completely <laughs> right. ridiculous yeah that's true yeah really yeah funny. but there were but, and, but there were also enough like moments that, that just had me laughing out loud and that is not common for me to do in anime like i just tend to because i watch alone and i just watch it and i, I did really I like go, Haha, that was amusing i did but really like the one... bit where he is gets to the other dude in the department to come along but it's like oh yeah that girl you like is gonna be there and then then she's like (laughs) she's like 55 or something and they don't pay attention to the joke for me for me it was the it was the the pop-up porn thing at the start was pretty good just because like (laughs) it's like it's it's very office humor you know right yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i I definitely (laughs) sorry go ahead sorry you know you go ahead Uh, i was gonna say i definitely agree with you guys i think that there are definitely aspects of the show where there is definitely a great sense of humor at play. I I guess for me, it's just like, I think I need... 
honestly, I think it's like all the individual pieces are working well together other than the millionaire detective. Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't need him to be the butt of a joke, but I think with a character like that, I need to see him, like, lose his cool at least once, right? Like, I need oh, I need yeah, confirmation yeah, yeah. that he is human, right? That he can be... That he can be flapped, right? That he is not unflappable. Like, that there are mm-hmm. things that can throw him off guard in a way that don't right. make I, him I, feel yeah. invincible. I know what you mean. And we might get it, like, it, you know, it's... I, I mean, he, he's got to have some kind of motivation, right? Like, yeah. I'm sure they'll get into that at some point. Beyond yeah. just, um, I'm rich and want to be amused. But, but I'd also be fully up for another scene where he throws someone out of a fancy old-school <laughs> motor car talks in horrendous arabic i guess and then the guy says i'm from literally i'm from oil emirates like uh-huh. yeah yeah <laughs> it was so good that was oh, that was good this show um, definitely moved from like i don't never even heard of it to like one of the top ones on my radar for the season very, very yeah quickly. i think i think i think we'd all agree it's worth watching more um and as far and you know we'll see if it can pull it off but uh and, and yeah i mean, I don't think any of us thought this was gonna be anything um when we were first reading about it but um i, I do think there are because you, you have like the the main you know quote unquote good guy and they've kind of introduced some of the other characters at the office and stuff i think there's some room there to kind of humanize the show a bit i i'm not going to hold my breath on the millionaire detective guy going anywhere but We'll see. Mm. Um, it was it was a fun first episode, and I think it's worth giving another episode or two. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I will definitely give it a couple more episodes. I just it, it will at there's least a lot to me, watch. There's a lot to watch this season, though. Yes, so. yes, and that's the thing. At least, at least for me, anyways, Millionaire Detective will need to do a lot more work to convince me that uh, that its premise is workable. I think that. Uh, Again, I, I'm not trying to take the show too seriously, but also just, like, me being who I am, combined with, yes, the looming specter of a cop with unlimited money being maybe in my top ten list of most terrifying concepts, I <laughs> I need this show to prove that it can make that concept work. But, but gee, what if he only uses his money for good? <laughs> oh, boy. Like, that's... Stop. I mean, that, right? That is, that's a thing, right? That is the problem, right? Like, that is... That gets <laughs> to the not a, core a dangerous of, my, message. of my, my concerns about this show is that the thing, the last thing we need in 2020 is a show saying, actually, the real message is, gosh, wouldn't it be so much better if we just got rid of all these cops and their rules and their laws and just replaced them with an arbiter Blair. of justice with unlimited resources and oversight to carry out justice as he see fits? What's the yeah. bit he grew up dirt poor and we're going to have a flashback episode where... Like he was a child and living in like a hovel with like uh-huh. twenty siblings and and Scrooge McDuck, yeah, um... yeah. Oh, whatever. We already have another anime this year that has done the comically poor premise uh, so much better. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we'll keep an eye on that one. Let's move along to um, Arte, which mm-hmm. I did not get to watch. Well, speaking yeah, of shows that out. maybe, yeah, we were initially. Uh, hopeful about but uh, 
so this is the one about is, is Renaissance era. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Renaissance era woman who wants to be a painter and I guess uh and dating itself that's... by like that did it no favors whatsoever, I can tell you that. Yeah. So So yeah, you guys weren't super high on it once it came out, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. what what's mm-hmm. the what uh what happened on this one? What went wrong? It's just like, everything. Everything went wrong. I think it's... <laughs> so, to try to sum it up, I think, like, I, I I hate to use this as a pejorative, but I use it all the time in my daily lingo anyways, but Arte feels very basic. Like, it's... In every aspect, from its presentation, to its character writing, to its, like, approach of the historical setting itself, it, feel, it all feels very surface level. Like... This is, like, three stars across the board... Yeah, yeah, like, it's it's very much, like, kind of baby's first girl power story. Like, it doesn't explore that concept very deeply. It doesn't explore... It's just like a formulaic shoujo uh, story with... I don't know, know about like, shoujo, uh... but yeah, it's... it's definitely formulaic. Okay. It's just like, so... I mean, the premise is, you've got this girl, this aristocratic, like teenager i guess she's a teenager wants to be an artist but no one will take her seriously because she's a woman and that and they're literally like literally like tossing her violently like manhandling her out of a (laughs) shop because how dare she even cross the threshold and like right it's oh but it just plays it so hard the sexy rugged mentor leo respects for yes yes the young hot one (laughs) (laughs) but uh it's 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 i think the problem is like i don't want to Look, I, I do not want to criticize it purely from the, like, oh, it's historically inaccurate. I'm going to nitpick it from there. Because, look, I defended Vinland Saga last year, so I can't really, like, stand on solid ground here. I believe but... she's meant to be, like, loosely based on an actual... Uh, right, she is supposed to be printer. loosly based on the Artemisia Gentil... I can never pronounce her last name, sorry. But, uh, like, historical will, accuracy will, is not the problem I will here, historically right? accurately nitpick it, because, like, I'm not looking for... for for period perfect costuming or or even even detailed settings or whatever but i'm looking for some kind of like if you're gonna say this took place in this date in this setting yeah okay well like why would you even bother doing that like just just have it as a as a generic fictional medieval setting and 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 go for that if you're gonna sure yeah you know like what's the point I definitely agree with you there, Artemis. I think that when you put it like that, yes. Then I think that this has definitely kind of intrinsically failed as a historical anime because it doesn't really do a good job of evoking the society, like the social uh, fabric of the time period and how that would affect the culture and the ideologies of the people at the time. You know, not to go full Legend of the Glory Heroes history lecture here, but like obviously renaissance italy still a pretty patriarchal society all said and done but the issue i think with like arte is like female renaissance artists were not unheard of right and that's the it thing. was not this they were, they right, were it was not famously so like you know not a majority by any means but like a number of famous enough, enough to be written about women artists sure. like yeah yeah and and yeah. the fact that people are like are are literally Picking her up, I guess, and right, like her manhandling the someone who is aristocracy is like <laughs> right, right <what>? like <laughs> like it's not that the details of the of the show are off; it's that the entire premise of the show yeah, is totally, is totally a like, false narrative. 
like, for better or worse, like, the real obstacle to becoming a celebrated artist during the time period was, you know, you Being guessed Being part it, of the aristocracy the, or not. <laughs> right. Right. The other great stratification of society, economic class. And, right. like, you know, so most famous, you know, female Renaissance artists were either nobility or, or wealthy or both. And so, like, Arte coming from, you know, landed gentry, like, she should actually be able to stride into any, like artisan shop she feels like and those people like you know quote unquote realistic or, or believably for the time period should be bowing and scraping and like right being like, like oh, even yeah, if they're not welcome. taking her seriously because of her youth or because right. she's a woman or because they just don't like her whatever that's fine but in fact i think that would be a more that would be a better way to approach this story right is like maybe the artisans do welcome her with open arms but they patronize her right they don't take her seriously like that would actually feel more like in, to- in 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 step with the setting and you know in a weird ways like because i brought it up it's like you know despite the guys throwing spears like two miles distance like i think vinland saga is a better historical anime <laughs> because despite the ridiculous things happening on screen it does a better job of evoking the culture tone of the time and, like yeah the, and the spirit of the culture of the time like the, the violent nihilism that drove the people to act the way they did during that time period. Yes, even if they're Naruto running and throwing <laughs> javelins like two miles, like the the way they act, the way they believe feels right within that setting. And that's not it's the really case tackling the, the issues of this that would come up in that setting. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. it's not just using it as a set piece. Right. Uh, right. Um, so I mean, it's basically just uh, she's gonna gambare her way. She's to gonna the she's top. gonna do oh, that, yeah. and and, and she's yeah, gonna she she's is. gonna through sheer hard work and determination, oh, and yeah. the older mentor is gonna give her impossible tasks, which she will somehow achieve, and <laughs> he will be swayed, and then he will be swayed over by by, by her, her inherent by her, her, her instinctive talent, not not taught talent, but her her inner talent. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. It sounds sounds about All right. right. <laughs> well. We'll have to fight the patriarchy another day, then I guess. I um, feel I feel kind of bad for slamming it because it's not an offensive show. It's not like a. It's just like fine. <sighs> oh yeah, fine. definitely not. Yeah. It's just that there, there was a lot of potential there that it's not. It's wasted, needing, right? and, I, and I have no like. It gave me no reason to watch another second of it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Let's move along to uh, a show that was probably better than it should have been. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm still blaming Aquagaze for wa- me watching this show. Um, <laughs> my next life as a villainous, all roots lead to doom. Um, uh-huh. This was pretty fun. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, did you watch episode two, Iroh? Uh, I, I didn't realize episode two was out, but... I okay. did. I well, did. I you did, did watch the first episode. I did, right? and then I like skimmed a few chapters of the, the like manga version. Okay, so um, the the premise of the show is uh, it's like uh, I guess tech, it is an isekai show, but like the the main girl is like um, she goes into her favorite Otoma game, but she ends up not as the heroine, but as the villain character. Yes. So she's the she's the villain in this Otoma game. And it starts out with her as a kid, and she's and she knows she so she still like has the mind of a teenage girl, like, but but she's like the body of an eight year old basically, and she knows what's going to happen because she's played the game. 
So she's trying to reverse her fortunes because uh, she's the villain and she knows that she either uh, dies or gets exiled in every single route of the game. So she's trying to reverse her fortunes by being nice to everybody. Uh-huh. And um, they're kind of implying that the effect is going to be that everybody, both male and female, is going to fall in love with her instead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, My understanding so, is this is... I don't have a source for this, but based on what I've heard, this is a pretty like normal plot device in uh, female-aimed isekai. Okay. Well, it's not something we see in mainstream anime a whole right. lot, though. I don't. Yeah. I mean, the thing I was going to say actually is like in hindsight, again, never played an Otome game. I've played a couple of VNs and dating sims, but like, are villain characters common? Like. Like villainous rivals for your yeah, affection. you gotta have a right. You know, and right. she goes oh, ho, 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 and all I mean, that yes, yes, I know that right. Her. Look, everybody knows Karen in Street Fighter, <laughs> but no, my point is more like, is that actually like? Because like, I'm trying to think of, like the VNs and dating sims I've played, and like, I I don't ever recall like you know in any male oriented ones, I don't ever recall like. Well, I was going to say, G, how many of uh, Otome games, games have you played? Yeah, again, I've never played an Otome game, so yeah, I can't speak. <laughs> I, I was just like, is. I was just trying to figure out, like, is a villain role actually, like, is that a super common thing? Like, I don't know, but it is in this game, okay, so, okay. um, I, so yeah. yeah, it's, so it's, it's, it, it's actually kind of just nice, like, sure, oh no, she's being nice to everyone, she's being nice to everybody, and, um, right, and, you know, they, they have their, they all have their problems or like, whatever, yeah. and she's, yeah, in, our, in but, the context um, of, like, us, normally looking at isekai shows and it's this like shitty revenge power fantasy where they're just like beating up everyone or whatever or like you know um, or yeah making them get theirs right or whatever, right having the it just be i'm gonna be nice to everyone is man the power fantasy just, of just people liking you right. is extremely relatable but be part of the aristocracy <laughs> um <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah so I'm going to be interested. To, I'm assuming at some point it's going to jump to the future where she has to see the consequences of her yeah. actions. It, it does. Uh, we have opinion. not seen We have not seen that in the first two episodes yet, but I'm assuming that's going to happen at some point. So, so far it's been entirely her as like an eight-year-old. Um, and it's almost like almost more of like a time travel thing where she's trying to change the future. Um, well, that always so, goes well. <laughs> yes. Well, that's the thing. I think that the, when, when they do get around to going to the future... Rather than, uh, you know, her just simply saving herself, everybody's going to be in love with her instead. I think that's where, where they're going. But, um, yeah. Yeah, so it's it a fun show. Uh, like Iroh said, it feels very refreshing with just being the opposite of what we usually think of with, you know, the, the male-dominated power fantasy type of isekai stuff. Um, also, another just a lot of really nice-looking shows this season. Yeah, this I is also agree. one of them. Um, I don't think we'll say about this is I expect, like, zero depth whatsoever yeah no yeah it's yeah this, this is gonna be i think it's just gonna be a nice show but probably not right super deep or anything you know even the, even as they get into some of the characters mildly tragic backstories yeah but you know they're always uh, comically overwrought not... otome game backstories or whatever right also apparently she of... was involved in several of those backstories so they don't exist anymore Right, they were they were tragic because she was going to be like bullying them or something like that. But now that she's not, it, it's supposed to change things. So, um, but yeah, it it has a, it has a pretty good sense of humor about itself. Like they 
regularly dive into her head with her uh, different uh, motions of the, the being with each other yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, um, and like I said, it looks really nice. Nice with, like watercolor type background art. You yeah. know, the the pretty background trend continues. So, <laughs> um, so this may fill my my uh, Bofuri slot of uh, sure. just nice. Okay. Nice isekai show of the season. Um, so nice isekai. Nice. <laughs> All uh, right, let's move on. I'd... <laughs> thank you for and thank you for killing that conversation, Iro. We need to move on. Uh, let's move on to uh, sing yesterday for me. It's good. Which um, it was good. Dogokobo uh, using their was... powers for good for once. Yes, hmm. uh, Dogokobo making a show that's not about pedophiles, uh, which. A p- positive. Look how far we've come. Uh, <laughs> I will say, I will say, I feel like this was a good example of good execution saving a show. Mm, okay, yeah, because I that. the actual plot. So, for context, this is a it's like a romance manga that was written in like the late well, yeah, 90s. from like ninety seven right. to twenty fifteen, and it has which you know side note. If the sh- if if the series ran from for eighteen years, I have no idea how they stretched this out for eighteen. years. I mean, look, dude, like we have seen with other like famous romance manga in the past that they have no qualms about stretching this shit as far as they can get away with it. Well, here here's here's the thing. I thought the first episode was a very straightforward, basic romance anime story that like actually had me rolling my eyes at certain points. Um, you've got the guy who's in love with his friend from high school, who's like this, you know, nice, you know, quiet girl. And then you've got the manic pixie dream girl that shows up and shakes his boring life uh-huh. up. Hmm. And um, it was that, that, that stuff was like, not really like the actual plot was not really doing anything for me. And I have watched episode two, yeah. which um, doesn't really more change that too much either, but yeah. um, I, I don't want to give too much away, but the execution of it, however, uh, I feel like it's pretty well written, like the dialogue's pretty good, which is like one of the most important mm. things in an anime like this, and uh, it looks really good. Um, Again, you know, Dogakobo animates things very well and when they're not animating pedophiles <laughs> so would you say then that, like would you say that the adaptation is a situation of what like spitting gold from straw like is it taking what is a fairly basic concept and like expanding it into something more compelling than that it, se- it seems well, to me like the tonal strength of it seems like it was probably still in the manga okay yeah well, I, th- I think the the manga was probably has the, the same strengths and weaknesses right, yeah, is the yeah. impression I get. It. Like they're okay. in, like they're adapting it fine. Um, All right, I and I, I think because it's you know well written and well executed, and I don't know what. So in episode two, I get the impression that they may not only be focusing on the main guy moving forward. Yeah, um, I would probably. I don't agree with that know. So far. That's just my gut feeling that they might actually spend some time on like his initial love interest and like her story separately. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know. That's just my guess. Sure. Which that would be, an, uh, uh, I think, a little bit more of an interesting spin to it. But um, yeah. you know, other otherwise, I don't know. The, big, it just the felt... like weakness here is there's no like big hook to the story, right? Right. So the thing I was going to just... ask is like, so what you guys are telling me is that at this at its core, this is a very well made uh, uh, romance show, but it's. That that is exactly what it is, right? It, it, that's kind of. I've seen I've yeah. seen reviews like of of the manga where people were like, I hated it because there was just no plot. <laughs> you know? So okay, I didn't want to reveal my hand here, but the, the reason I have not watched this show is I haven't read it myself, but I have heard from people who've read the manga that, from both people who liked it and people who disliked it, that like. I mean, Jell, you kind of alluded to it. This is this is a manga that's kind of ran for a while, and you know there are only so many ways you can spin that premise over the course of like right. a decade and a half, and that for better or worse, maybe it doesn't do. Again, I don't want to discourage anyone else from from watching it. Again, I have not read the manga. This is only what I heard, but just that this is kind of what it is, right? Like hearing that right. makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, I'm 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 watching it because I like slice of life a lot, mm-hmm. and I'm not like the fact that it's also romance is neither here nor there for me. Right. Hmm. It's see, two episodes in, yeah. I'm not really seeing an end game necessarily. It seems very much more like a tonal character piece where yeah about these yeah. about these well, characters' I think that's feelings, where... etc. Right. That's where the strength of the show is because there's a lot of like introspective dialogue yeah. and just like. A, a, a lot of, it, it's you know the romance is the main plot but it's it's a vehicle for them to look at themselves and and try to grow mm-hmm. as people it's like and that's where yeah. the strength of the there's, show there's is. no there's no i don't know if there's gonna be in the end i i i assume the creators have some kind of end game in right in place some kind of climax but, for the but anime. at the same time if it's a purely i know it's a romance also but if it from the purely slice of life angle i mean do we go about life asking ourselves about the end game or do we just go about life because <laughs> right, that's what right. life is? Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I think there's nothing wrong with doing that. Right. I'm kind of speaking from purely personal preference here. Like there's a reason yeah. why, like if I'm going to watch any like romance aligned anime this season, it will be Kaguya Sama because that's, I, I, need, <laughs> I need, I need more of that. I need a hook. Right. And for me, the, the, the romance or the slice of life cannot be the sole hook, but, uh, I think yeah. I mean it does sound like it is doing a good job with those fairly like simple ingredients. So yeah, I, I mean that that's what I think the strength is is like the dialogue and the introspection and like you know people in their you know entering adulthood, working out their entering adulthood type problems. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, if we want to is... get into adult type problems. Uh... <laughs> oh, I'm really setting you up for this one. G. <laughs> we should talk about the next <laughs> anime on this list. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, Wave Listen to Me does tackle some very similar themes in a very, very different um, manner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I would say, honestly, for me personally, I think Wave might actually be my highlight of this season so far. I, you know, I, I was thinking about it. this. Actually, also might be my favorite show like um, it's... this season. It's got all the right pieces in place for for me and my sensibilities. I... I love I love the main character. She's, she's like, great. 
she's she's i'm not gonna call her a train wreck because she's a functional human being yeah but, but also like she is a tra- she is a train wreck <laughs> in the way that like is very relatable to like anyone in the like millennial age bracket of like oh like she's not a full-on train wreck but like it's it's like a it's like a car crash in slow motion like you can see like Right. It's like it's, it's so I'm like, like oh my watching, my like, brakes uh, might be not be working so well, but I'm sure it'll be fine. She's she's gonna crash, but she can at least steer the car away from the tree. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like she'll she won't hit the tree. She might just drive into a ditch instead. It's 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 I I I'm I'm really liking it actually. Like I I love its energy. I love its personality. Its sense of humor. The way the dialogue is written. It's. It's 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 kind of like a slice of life show, but it's very high energy. Yeah, it's hard to like because it has um, they kind of indulge her imagination a lot. Yes, and it has a lot of um, just ridiculous scenes, whether they're real or imagined, uh, to kind of like keep the energy up and a great a very good sense of humor. Like my favorite joke was the first episode. So like so like the premise, uh, just to recap real quick, was like. This this lady like breaks up with her boyfriend, gets drunk, and pours her heart out to some random guy at a bar who happens to work for a radio station, and he puts her on the radio, and she becomes like mildly radio famous, and this apparently is kickstarting her career in radio or something like that. Yeah, but uh, is she just like but, a random but, office worker before that? Like... She she's she she's a wait- she works at a restaurant. She's like a waitress. Oh, okay, at a restaurant. okay, okay. And and she writes like this terrible blog for the yeah uh, it's <laughs> the restaurant it's um so she's like she's like a very like relatable likable character for yeah. sure uh, but um like my favorite joke was in the first episode when she's she's like talking to her friend about breaking up with her boyfriend and she's like I just need to uh, get a good cry out and her friend like recommends she watches the movie Ghost with uh you, you know the one with you know Demi Moore and Patrick yeah. Swayze. <laughs> yes. But she 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 doesn't know that movie so she gets like a like some like horror movie or something <laughs> called like Ghost Ship or something. Yeah. And it like cut it like cuts to the her at the end of the movie and she's like, "Well, I managed to cry, but man, that was a lot more gory than I was expecting." By the way, where was Demi Moore? I didn't recognize her. As she as she's just like eating a bowl of cereal and like kind of crying. Yeah, at the end. it's um, it's really it's I think the thing that's that, the kind of sense of humor the show yeah, has. Um, the thing that really works for me with with Minare, the, the the protagonist, is like, you know, I mean, if I really want to boil this down to a couple words, it's that Minare is big mood. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I really, think a lot of people will relate to her. Yeah, like even even if your care, even if your life is not in the same place hers is, there's a lot of very relatable aspects of it. Like, you know, she's in her mid twenties. She just got out of like her like what seems to be her first big, like, really big adult breakup. Um, she's working at a job she doesn't hate, but is not... It's clearly not where she thought she'd be at this point. Uh, right. You know, she is, like, semi-self-aware of that her life is kind of a train wreck, but, like, is either too busy or too, like... F- her life is too frantic to, like, take the appropriate steps to course-correct and it's again despite like the very like kind of madcap sensibility like it's it's definitely a pretty wacky show but there's more nuance to it than it looks like definitely, to her character definitely. and everything like yeah for me the things that the, the thing the parts that really worked really well for me is that we hear so much of her inner voice like 
and it feels very relatable because it's a lot it's not even like she's like having inner monologue about like smart meaningful things it's just bullshit but that's right. how most people's inner monologue works like in the second episode she's you know getting picked up from somebody at the radio station to get taken there and you know it's one of the like it's like the it's like one of the the live engineers who works at the at, at, you know, he's like a he's like a young kind of like rugged looking dude and like she's already like running mental calculations of like okay this guy looks pretty good like he's he's got a he's got a nice body what it I bet he likes to go camping or something, but also, like, he works for radio, but he owns this car, so he's probably pretty well off, and it's like, it's just like, again, it's not even like she's, like, judging him, but it's just like, these are just, like, the off-the-cuff observations that These are the all... kinds of things that run through your head right, all day. Right, right, mm-hmm. like, the things that, like, would make you, like, you know, uh, that, that would be, that would be dread-inducing if, if people could hear, like, out loud, just, like... the stream of consciousness that is just always going and right and that's what kind of what they're setting up for her being successful in radio is when she does talk it's like i guess you know her like relatable stuff millennial angst stream of consciousness powerful voice can draw on them radio listeners i suppose Yeah, yeah right but um but yeah i mean and it's just, I mean, she fights a bear to kick off episode one. Yeah, like it's, it's, yeah that, that also happened. It's, it's just like, they, they make they make what could have been, like, such a boring, dry show very, like, fun. And it, it it's, it's interesting because, like, it doesn't look like your typical comedy anime. It still has a, like, that, like, still has a more, like, mature type of, like, subdued art style. Right, with, like, I mean... some of the things that are happening are very uh, wacky. Um, like, it doesn't look like something like Kaguya-sama, right? Like, where that's, no, a, I mean, you know, a more traditional anime comedy. Yeah. Like, the original, kind of has yeah, the original manga is by uh, Hiroaki Samura of uh, Blade of the Immortal. And yes. You see, you see, <laughs> I you, forgot. Right, and, and I you, keep forgetting that. Yeah, and you see that in the ED, right? Where, like, all the characters are drawn in his traditional style. And it's like, oh, right, yeah, it's this guy, right? Like, the dude with a very traditional right. pencil-drawn, like, art style. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, it's um, it's an interesting contrast, but guy's got a lot of range apparently. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm mm. I'm really digging it. And the only thing I could maybe throw against it is, uh, the pacing is pretty hectic, which I think is, I think the show is doing intentionally. I think that fits the vibe of like, this character is just like barely keeping afloat in her day to day like life. But the other thing is like also. Two episodes in, and we're already getting, like, a lot of, like, what is very clearly, like, weirdly specific, like, Japanese regional minutiae that, like... Yeah. <laughs> those yeah. of us who are, like, familiar with Japanese culture but don't live there are probably missing out on, like, we're just familiar enough familiar enough to know we're missing something, but we're not familiar enough to know what exactly that is. Well, damn, right. no, I and have I to have... watch the first episode. <laughs> I mean, it's because yeah, they're it's they're in um what like they're in Hokkaido, right? Yeah, so okay. it's like yeah. very right. Hokkaido uh, regional stuff, mm-hmm. right? So they get um, into like ah, you know, uh, uh, men from Fukuoka are like this, and women from Sapporo <laughs> are like this, and it's like oh. all right, man, if you say so. No, there are stereotypes for sure. I'm sure yeah. there are. Yeah, yeah, but but um. Yeah, and some of the radio minutia stuff, like, I don't care about. But it's, it's like, minimal enough that you can just ignore it and not really lose anything. Yeah. But I, I do, like, 
I, I, I said in my write-up, like, usually when uh, an author wants to um, write about some very specific uh, hobby or interest, <laughs> they'll, they'll, like, make a club show or something. Right, or, much... like, it's either a club show or the work feels like they're reading off of an, it's, an, an encyclopedia page, right? Like, it's so right. granular. And there's, like, very brief moments that are like that in the show, but that, like I said, they're so, like, minimal so far that yeah. you can just kind of ignore them and not really doesn't really drag anything down but i'm just so much i'm just so much prefer and i'm glad that they went this route rather than let's make a school club oh definitely with, definitely know, i think let's it's, make the radio club it's so and, it's uh, so like, much more relatable when again I, this could be biased because we're all kind of in that age bracket but i think it's a lot I'm more pretty far past that age <laughs> all right fine well so you're <laughs> you more know, like no i get you i get you though yes. i'm like much closer the, uh... to this i'm much closer to this than high school sure sure yeah. or yeah i was gonna say or are you closer to the age to the to the uh to the producer's age but that dude's like uh, probably i, I might something, be actually so. but yeah <laughs> but, anyway uh... <laughs> um <laughs> yeah it's it's good i like it a lot i i, I think it's definitely like if you, if you can keep up with its kind of madcap pace i definitely think it's one to it to check out this season yeah when when she starts talking really fast it's a little hard to follow in subs but i think it's more our fault because we're reading subs right than uh maybe the the audio part but um yeah i i really enjoyed it um and i think if i had to pick one show it might be my favorite but we, we can talk more about favorites later um all right let's move along to uh bna well, speaking of fighting animal. animals <laughs> The uh, so um, when we last talked, there was already six episodes out, right? Not yet. Or we have or there's or, more than one out though, right? When we started, or they were out, they were talked. out. But yes, we were talking about we were doing final impressions at the time. Yes, so we did not right, right. discuss them. We didn't actually get into yeah. it. Is is the whole thing out now, or there's no, that's it's still just uh, the six still and just six the episodes. TV arena has started um, from episode yes. one, so. We'll okay. So tune in to catch episode one of BNA, I guess. I wonder if uh, I wonder if they're going to make it without delays. But mm, yeah. Um, all right. So this is another one I did not get a chance to watch. So you guys are going to have to fill me in. This is, of course, is the uh, Trigger Does Animal People uh-huh. show. Yes. <laughs> um, how uh, how was good. it? I'm enjoying it. Nobody yeah, nobody does it's... things quite like Trigger does. You know. Um, what is the actual like concept, as far as uh, the main? The, I mean, the I know there's animal people. And that's literally uh, normally, humans and beast people are separate, but the main character has suddenly turned into a beastman, and uh, so she goes to the beastman city to uh, figure out what what's going on. Yeah, and and is it like a more of a modern setting or is it more like a fantasy modern setting, yeah modern yeah okay. like modern day you know it's yeah so like like Eero said it's basically like ah humans and beastmen are two essentially different species of sapient you know life on this planet and there's tensions between them which is why all the beastmen kind of live in this you know sequestered city where our main character kind of travels to after her uh, affliction and it's a trigger anime, right? Like, it's it's kind of... Well, it's a trigger anime directed by Yo Yoshinari. So, it is a lot of what you're expecting. It is... It is... It is the... It is the... It's the kinder, gentler, more boring version of trigger. <laughs> Damn. 
Yeah, I'll just, I'll just throw mean, it out there. Yeah, we can just <laughs> we're getting, we're getting right into this already. Are do we, we want it? I mean, I mean, Jell, that's it. Are you are you ready to just get into this? Like, I mean, we could. Yeah, still, let's do we it. We could still talk about the good things about BNA. Like, okay, just, yeah, go, yeah, go ahead. Get uh, all right, fine. So, first. if we're talking purely about the first episode, I really like BNA. Hell, even five episodes later, I still really like BNA. It's well made. It's likable. The characters are, you know. <laughs> They're whatever. They're trigger characters. They're they are broad, likable archetypes, and there is a visual style to BNA that is really unlike any other TV anime currently airing. It's right. I kind of I've got I've gotten into this a few times, but I've really enjoyed watching Trigger grow as a studio. Like, you know, they've always been pigeonholed as oh, we do the crazy animation, but. Between BNA and Promare, like, their already amazing shot composition has been married to, like, this sense of, of color coordination and graphic design that is just, it's, it's beautiful. It really is. Like, even in a year with stuff like Doro Hidoro and Azoken, I think BNA is still a contender for, like, one of the best looking anime of, of the year. It's, it's a real looker. And I think the first episode does a really good job of showcasing all of Yoshinari's strengths as a director. He's definitely the most traditional of the Trigger crew, right? right? Like, he is... Like, yes, he does fan art of Powerpuff Girls and Samurai Jack. Yes, he is a fan of semi-obscure Nickelodeon cartoon My Life as a Teenage Robot. Like, he is, much, he is as much one of those guys as the rest of them. But also, he's not, right? Like, I... I if if people want to get the really in depth version of this, I highly <laughs> recommend checking out our um, BNA first look article on the blog. But the the weird thing for me is that at its core, what BNA does to me is it kind of makes me think about Yo Yoshinari's place in Trigger, as kind of as I, as I'll just quote from my article, he is the paradoxical white sheep of a studio that prides itself on being the black sheep of anime. He right. he is the normie of the crew, right? Like <laughs> when you're hanging out with degenerates like Hiroyuki Amaishi, like <laughs> you can't help but be sort of normal in comparison. And I think that is definitely kind of where I I I'm still enjoying BNA. I think that it has a lot of potential, and I think that uh, uh, divorced from the expectations of Little Witch Academia, I think that BNA has a real chance to kind of grow into its own. I just also think that for better or worse, as you said, Jell, it is kind of the kinder, gentler, and less interesting version of Trigger at their best, for better or worse. Like... Yeah. I mean, that's not necessarily bad. No, I definitely mean, like, not bad. Right. Yeah. And like, I mean, they, is this something so, like like yeah. like Little Little Witch Academia I would watch with my niece? I mean, is right. this something I could watch with, totally. you know, yeah. you know. Like it's not even Whereas like, whereas um I would not watch Kill a Kill right. with everybody. I, mean, I think that's like BNA, <laughs> BNA like if advertised well is going to be a great hit for like it, it is great family oriented anime. Like you know, there's there's a couple <laughs> of raunchy jokes here and there, but like, for the most part BNA is very clean. It is very clean in the way Little Witch Academia was very, like, very Disney, you know? It's right. It's what Yosh- Yoshinari does best. It's just also, for those of us who, like, you know, <laughs> you know, love Trigger because of, like, for example, Inferno Cop or something, like, kind of like it when they get a little, a little gritty, a little sleazy, you know? <laughs> right. And I think... 
maybe for better or worse, this really gets exacerbated because episode 5 of BNA is directed by Hiroyuki Yamaishi. And it is... It gives you a little glimpse of uh, what could have been. <laughs> oh, the BNA that could have been? Yes, because it is maybe the f- some of the funniest 22 <laughs> minutes of slapstick I have seen in years. Like, probably since the last time Trigger did something like this. It's... Stop me if you've heard this before. It's a baseball episode in which the main oh, character... <laughs> suddenly comes into contact with the uh, the shittiest, uh, most underdog team in the city who come from the shittiest, slummiest neighborhood uh, that are basically just like Mako's family, but an entire like neighborhood. And it's really funny. It's <laughs> I I can't just describe the jokes, but it's 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 Mbaishi doing what he does best. It's it's blatant tweening. Yeah, you're crappy blatant... cost cutting and. Yeah, it's dumb bullshit. Right, it's it's the dumbest bullshit you've ever seen. Like it's 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 him repeating the same shot three times in a row within seconds of each other. It's like hilarious background gags. It's like just random. Like Winnie the Pooh is in this episode, just like straight up, <laughs> like straight up, and he gets like I, I don't know, maybe Trigger getting political here, but Winnie the Pooh gets fucking obliterated <laughs> by a baseball just completely oh, destroyed wait 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 just... did you say this was family friendly what <laughs> yeah yeah you know, it's like, you know like like looney tunes right where like an anvil falls on somebody somebody's head winnie the pooh just eats it's a like, wow i can't believe <laughs> right it's just like wow i can't believe winnie the pooh fucking died and you know, it's. Are you implying that it's a China reference? Yeah, yes, that that's that is the like. The, I don't think it's no, actually that, I, that, but now I'm going to get the Glorio chat banned in China. <laughs> if we have not been banned already. Just, oh no! What will it's... all of our Chinese listeners do? <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's it's really funny. It's really, it's definitely the second best episode after the debut because the thing Amaishi can do uniquely that Yoshinari can't is that. Have fun. Ouch. No, Jesus. look. No, no hey, I'm, look. I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm just, I'm just stoking the fire. Motherfucker, I don't really like that. I will fucking cut you to protect the <laughs> no. good name of Little Witch Academia. Like, no, I loved, I loved Little Witch. Academia. Arrow and I will I fucking just... fight. Like, if you were to insult the good name of Little Witch Academia to the Enchanted Parade, like, Arrow no, and I will no, no, fucking no. find you in New York. Like, coronavirus, <laughs> I, I, be just... damned. I'm just, I'm just I'm just stoking the fire. I love but, Little but, Witch Academia, but, but, yes, but like on. that yes, that like... that sentiment of that of what you just said is like the unfortunate undercurrent to BNA, right? Like, right? Like, <laughs> Amaishi is just so funny, and yes, a lot of the jokes he's doing in that episode are the same, like stupid, stupid, stupid jokes he always does, but. He does them so well, and the comic co- comedic timing is so good. And the other thing is that episode is low budget as hell. It's it's made on a shoestring <laughs> budget. There's so much tweeting. There's as much tweeting in that episode as episode four of Kill the Kill. It's like that tier of presentation. Yeah, that's a lot. But the thing is that Imaishi can basically ignore all criticisms because he just coasts by on like such a level of style and and unapologetic shittiness that like. 
nobody like no criticism can touch right. it. Right, and like that's but, the like the thing about BNA right is that we've spent the past five minutes talking about episode five, and not about episodes one through four and then six. <laughs> right, it's like Yoshinari again. No hate to Yo Yoshinari. He is, like, hands down one of the greatest key animators that ever lived. Dude did, like, huge parts of Asuka's fight against the MP Angels in End of Evangelion. He is a legend, but... We talked about that in our Evangelion podcast. Uh, Shout out to that. Yeah, he he is a legend amongst key animators. But the thing with, like, Yoshinari is, like, if you give him all the time and resources in the world... Yeah, he can animate, like, better than almost anyone else in this industry. But the problem is that in TV production, you usually don't have all the time and resources in the world. And so, your ability to make the best of your limited resources becomes a very real skill. And that is a skill I think Imaishi has perfected over his entire career. That I think Yoshinari kind of has not. And so... Episode 1 looks great because it's the debut episode. It's beautiful. Like this you can take a screen cap from almost any episode from from, from any scene of the first episode of BNA and it looks gorgeous. It's right. It, it is a really good looking anime. And then episodes 2 through 4 are decent. They look good and they're nice and they're fun and there's like good moments in them. You know, there's still very much that Yoshinari's undeni- undeniable sense of style in it, but without the budget, without the outsized budget and time to, like, really kick, you know, really, like, let loose in the way he's famous for, it merely feels pretty good. And I, it's weird, right? Because I think any other studio in the world would be proud to make something like B&A. I think it is still a, a pretty damn good anime. I think it's just, you know, for better or worse... Maybe some of us expect more from the guy who made Little Witch Academia. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess uh, hopefully at least at least it doesn't get delayed. Um, I hope we'll not. see how that pans out. But I'm assuming they weren't planning on putting out more episodes until the TV series catches up. Is that to the TV airing? I mean, well, uh, still, still a few weeks Cause away. It, Honestly, yeah, because they dumped. Yeah, it's... It's they dumped it on Netflix, and then, uh, yeah. Well, they dumped half so, of it on Netflix, which is half kind of, of it a on problem, Netflix, right? right? Like, I think, I mean, that is the other thing. Like, episode six is not a very, like, exciting, action-packed episode. It kind of ends on a cliffhanger, which it probably right. should if it wants us to, you know, stay on the hook. But it also, it's now a hook. Ha- now you have to wait another right, like, six weeks or something uh, to. Yeah, right. like, the way I'd put it is episode six is a hook, but there's not a lot of bait on that hook. So, mm. I, you know, again, I, I love Trigger. I love what they do. You know, they have always been, you know, my favorite anime studio. They are, they, time and time again, they have been almost the sole factor for why Iro and I even bother going to Anime Expo. <laughs> is uh, almost exclusively <laughs> so see those guys. just to see Studio yeah. Trigger. So, you know, anyone listening, like, believe me, I'm a huge fan of them. I, uh, I just really hope that... Uh, you know, Yoshinari finds a way to, like, really bring it all together in the second half. Because, again, I think it's pretty good. It's solid. You know, it's like a, you know, 8 out of 10, right? Like, 4 stars. Just needs a little extra oomph yeah. to get it to the next uh, level. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll check back on that later. And um, let's move on to listeners. Another one I did not have time oh, to watch. Oh, you mean Eureka 7... 
three, four? How many Eureka Sevens are there at this point? <laughs> Too many. <laughs> so, uh, a lot. so it, it really was uh, basically Eureka Seven, huh? It was very... I, I'm not going to say the plot is the same or the characters are the same, but... It, they were? It, no, they weren't, <laughs> but stylistically it's so similar that even yes. if you went into the show with, with all the intentions in the world of not comparing it, you just couldn't. Yeah. You know, I I probably should have watched this because I I may be the only person who hasn't watched Eureka Seven, but um, to maybe get a fresh uh, perspective on it because it looked kind of cool, but it, I mean, I mean, is the is the fact that you can't divorce it from you know, that connection? Does that is that kind of bring it down, or what? I... Do you, what do you, or hmm. Does it make it hard to stand on its own? It's I don't know. complicated. It... Yes, I think. <laughs> thank you, Artemis. That I think that is the perfect word for it. Is not that the sh- well, okay, the show itself is actually getting a little complicated in ways I don't care for. But yes, I think it's more our feelings about listeners are complicated because, okay, you know, I guess you and Eero excluded. I think a lot of us have very fond feelings for Eureka Seven. It's. I mean, it's, I loved uh, I loved Eureka Seven. I'm a huge yeah. fan okay, of, the, okay. of the original. You're, you're meeting a fellow Eureka yeah. Seven stand. We don't here, we don't Artemis talk like... about we don't talk about anything except the original series. But of course, yes. only only the first Eureka yes. Seven. Not... Nothing else exists. What about these movies fine. over here? I hear they're great. I don't God know what knows... you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. And God I... knows what the fuck else the rest of Eureka Seven is. <laughs> but it never yeah, happened. It's, it's... It's it's an anime that I think it really resonated with a lot of us, you know, maybe right place, right time, who can say, but there's a lot of very likable things about Eureka 7, and so going into listeners is weird because a lot of those things are still here, but also it doesn't feel as novel or as polished, but also a lot of it is still there. Like, I, I, I think I genuinely like the main duo so far. They are... I, I like their dynamic. Like, it's it's been it's kind of well worn territory, but but I do think that they have an interesting relationship. It's just that like I okay. So the way I put this is that the world building was maybe never the part of Eureka Seven that like is the thing that it's famous for. Like the thing that people really remember Eureka Seven for is like. It's sense of adventure, the you know the relationships of the characters, like their personal struggles, you know the really good soundtrack, the amazing <laughs> and, soundtrack, yeah, 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 really the amazing soundtrack, you know the the fucking it's all it's of the good, good. It's probably one of my all time favorite, like all around soundtracks. From yeah, anime, it's definitely sure. it's like, definitely up there. Yeah. It's definitely up there. I mean, I think that some of us on the chat have said time and time again that like you could list any one of the Eureka 7 OPs as your favorite and I don't think mm. I could hold it against you. And, like... and many of the and many of the insert tracks too. I'm not even oh, in yeah, fact, no, in fact tra- when I think Oh my god, see, this, is, Eureka... this is the problem. Right, this is the problem. We're trying to talk about listeners and we're just talking about Eureka Oh my god, you're right. 7. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, this is the problem, right? <laughs> if like, you it's... if you okay, if you asked me <laughs> would you watch would you if you watched the first episode of Listeners and had never watched Eureka 7 before and you're like you know never even heard of it would you still watch listeners and i might (laughs) i don't think that's i don't i'm not i don't like mecca like that's the thing i'm not in it for the robots that's 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 valid that's valid and and 
because that's where a lot of, I won't necessarily say most, but like a lot of the attention has been. Really? It's huh. not my, I don't know. I don't know. No, no, it's I complicated. Think that's, I think that's, no, I think that's a really interesting take, Artemis, because I was actually going to come from the opposite direction of, I don't think the you want me- more robots. I don't think the mechs and <laughs> listeners are very good. Like, like regardless oh. of your feelings about mecha as a genre, I think that like the mechs in Eureka Seven were super interesting. Like they were designed by Shoji Kawamori of Macross fame. They had a very distinct like of what you got him. You got G started on the mechs. Oh, sorry, uh, sorry. Yeah, you got me started. So- Look, it's a mecha I anime. Know, I, know. I gotta talk about it. Okay, like. I think that, like, the original Nervosh and, like, a lot of the designs in Eureka Center are very unique. They have a very unique design language, right? Like, the whole, like, surfboarding premise is, like, really unique. Uh, but, I mean, Kawamori is one of the greatest of all time. Right, though, and that's right? also the like... other thing, right? Kawamori is, like, hands down one of the greatest mecha designers that ever lived. And, again, I wouldn't even say Eureka Center is necessarily focused on the mechs, but I think when it does focus on the mechs, it, it did it well. The mm-hmm. problem with listeners, I feel like that's why, I guess it's weird, because maybe, I don't know, I think it's really interesting that we're coming from opposite directions here, but it's... Well, I don't think we're coming from to... opposite directions. I'm not saying that that listeners focuses on the mix too much and the mix are, are good. I'm just saying I don't care about the mix at all. Right, right. But, you know, yeah. And I think that's a thing, right? Like, it's, I, th- I think for me anyways, it's like... The problem with the mechs and, and, and listeners is, like, I don't, I just don't think they look very good. Like, they're CG, which, again, not... Look, that's kind of just what mecha is in 2020. It's not the best, that, though, yeah. Yeah, it's not the best. They don't... They look weird, but not necessarily weird in a good way. Like, like I love me some but, weird they mechs. They look, at, they but... look a, little, a, look, a little stock to me, I guess. Yeah. And I'm I saying that to someone who knows nothing about... Yeah, the art of mechs, you know? I, I guess I'd almost go more like they feel... I don't want to say amateurish, because I'm sure some very... Like, some people worked very hard on them, but... They... I, I will try to avoid going full professional concept art, artist here, but they don't have a professional design language to them. They feel a little bit too... Uh, 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 ramshackle, a little too like weirdly thrown together. Like, weird for weirdness' sake. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I think that, I mean, even beyond just the designs themselves, I think that, like, or, or even the mechs themselves, because I, I, I don't think the mechs are actually that much of the focus, because the thing that's actually, like, kind of throwing me off about listeners is, uh, uh, Artemis, did you uh, watch the second episode? I did, yeah. It yeah. felt, it, it was very weird, right? Like it, it, it was, it was bizarre. It was, like, And, and yeah. not necessarily in a well-executed way. Like, like, I think... Did they like take it in a different direction or something? They, it or... was. They they went. Uh, I don't. So ba- I still don't know what happened. To be honest. So so basically, <laughs> it's to kind of distill it. You know, I don't fully understand it myself, but I think at its core, it is the trope of like it's it's a familiar anime trope of like oh the villains they run into are like the kinds you can like cast illusions and hypnotism you know hypnotism right so they put the character in like a weird like you know illusory world right where they're like forced to contend with like their deepest fears or blah 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 or whatever right and like the problem is that they introduced the this conflict in episode two like 
this feels like an episode four or five villain, you with, know, like with in terms super, of like the way you... but with super campy villains. Like right, right, incredibly like... camp. Yeah, and it's like you almost you're almost like, oh, are they trying to like replicate like the vibe of Ray and Charles, but like with like none of the like likable personality, just the camp. It's like and you have this whole plot where like messing with our understanding of the world, except we're halfway through episode two and we don't have an understanding of the world yet to be messed with. Yeah. So it's just I like that, what that's is a good way of going on. Right, like Episode two for us needed to be the like world building episode. That needed to be the like, okay, let's take a step back. Let's explain why this world apparently doesn't have music. Why we're getting attacked by weird shadow demons called the earless. What are players, right? Where does this stuff come from? Because mm-hmm. episode one introduces all of these concepts at us at the same time, right? And the, kind of similar to the way Eureka Seven had like, ah, the Seven Swell and Gecko State and all that stuff, but. The thing is that Eureka 7 took time to onboard you onto those kind of myriad concepts one at a time. Mm-hmm. Whereas Listeners hasn't really established that groundwork. So we already have a very shaky understanding of the world. And then we are thrown villains who are explicitly trying to upend our hero's perception of that world. When we, the viewers ourselves, also don't even understand how the world works that well. Mm-hmm. And it kind of leads to a very, like confusing episode and i'm not saying that fiction can't be confusing but it is confusing in a way but it that... needs to it needs to be in universe cohesive yes. right yes it needs yes. to it needs to have a sense of internal logic right and and, and that's a problem right i think the next episode preview literally, literally looks like it's about to introduce your like not gecko state right of oh they got the airship here are the friendly like characters and it's like I think we needed that in episode two, like, to, to, to help us get grounded, because right now, listeners just feels too much like... Uh, so do, do, you, do we just need one more episode to figure this out, or... Because uh, I'm hearing a lot of negative stuff. It like. wasn't... I don't think it's a bad show. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say I did not enjoy any of it, or that it was right. badly made, or, or, or that it has no... Um, you know, no qualities to make up for for its confusingness, I guess. But I don't I don't know if those good qualities are going to outweigh the negatives. Yeah, right. I'm willing to find out. Like, I'll give it I'll give it more than one. You know, I'll give it a couple at least. But yeah, same. I, I, yeah, I don't know if if when it when it does kind of go the world building route if it's going to do it in time right yeah. for, for me for me to care anymore because i need to care sooner now. to be to be right. invested right like this is <laughs> yeah, yeah. this is an anime that wants you to emotionally right. invest in whatever's going to happen but it needs to happen sooner than later right yes uh, right. i think that's a good way of putting it <sighs> okay <laughs> i might i might still just watch an episode because like I said, I feel like I'm the only person that didn't watch Eureka 7, and maybe that would be interesting. Yeah, I feel like we need you to be to the control. From, some fresh, yeah, I think we need you to be the control for this experiment, because... Because yeah. <laughs> I, I could see if, like, if it's just... Like, if the things it does well are the same as the things that Eureka 7 does well, except not as good, then in your guys' eyes, it's always going to be, like, inferior, right? It's true, right? yeah, yeah. So, but, but it's not as good. <laughs> it's just but, objective yes. truth. 
Right, right yes, right. that's kind of the like yeah, the music is not the yeah. music is good, but not as good. The uh, you know the characters are fine, but also not as good. The yeah, right. Okay, I'll see if I can uh, squeeze it in after I cut a couple other things here because uh, I don't know how many <laughs> of these other shows I'm going to keep watching. But um, all right, so let's move along to the last show on our list, um, Pari Ranman, uh-huh. one of our more anticipated our, shows. Our of original the champion, our original, <laughs> and uh, one... th- this was the this was the 19th century Trans American race. Yes. Uh, yes. With. Uh, all sorts of you know fun, colorful characters, and uh, this first episode was kind of okay. It was supposed to be dry. the chosen one. It was supposed <laughs> it was a to bring, dry. It was supposed to bring balance to the force. It was supposed to save you us know, it, this season. It's funny because I was thinking about when I was talking about Sing Yesterday for me being kind of a boring concept executed really well. This sounds like a very great concept, which was not executed badly, but just. Really did, did kinda, not live up to potential. Just kind of dry. Weirdly like by the I feel numbers, like, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like what I feel like the problem with this is they they kick things off with like the first like thirty seconds cold open of like the actual race part, and you're kind of all excited and everything, and then they go back, and the rest of the episode is how we got this here. Really, it's really dull. Not interesting backstory of what was going on in Japan that yeah. led up to this, and um. I would have rather have seen that kind of sprinkled in as they're racing, yes. kind of explaining that, than just let's now just go full flashback for the next 22 minutes mm-hmm. of this like really boring yeah. story I don't care about. Um, I don't really like, I kind of don't really like the characters all that much either. Like, totally. yeah. the, I don't dislike them, the, I just don't care about them. Yeah, like right. I didn't really care about them. Oh, I thought, I thought the inventor guy was kind of annoying but i, the, I guess for me that's because i was hoping he was going to be more like, like anime doc Cap. brown yeah instead of like right he looks so instead ridiculous of, uh, right his, his appearance is so wild that you look at that guy right and, and he's like, like instead of emotional emotionless genius yeah, robot guy it's kind of it's, but he looks like <laughs> he looks like the kind <laughs> like of dude a, like who a, should be like yeah like tinkering on shit and like it's exploding and he's like hell yeah that's science motherfucker should be that character from yeah. higher academia right like yeah, like he should be like he looks like the kind of character who should be like suicidally enthusiastic. Instead, he's just like, yeah, the cold, emotionless genius guy. Right. It's like that's like maybe like in my top five least favorite anime archetypes right. of all time. Right. And then when you're and then when you're paired up with uh, you know the um, lawful good idiot straight man guy, it's like, yeah, I'm not really feeling that yeah, combo. And it it looks like when you look at the the characters in the race, it looks like there's some like really wild, fun oh, characters. Yeah. I'm hoping, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but we don't get we don't see any of that in the first episode. Yeah. So, um, I still have hope that once they get into the race, it's going to be fun. I don't know how long that'll just... be though, because we haven't. Yeah. We're still talking about building a vehicle yeah, to get there my, in the first place. My, yeah. my big fear is that if they continue to do a Pari Ranman the way they have so far. We might not even the race get... isn't going to happen until the end. Or yeah, something. No, we might not. Yeah, we might not even get to the race until like episode three or four at the earliest, and that's. I'm I'm expecting like halfway through, oh, minimum, oh minimum, honestly. Be... And so and, yeah, that's why I feel like I got to bring this up because it is the inevitable comparison. But I got to bring up Redline, which was the the 
I thought ridiculous <laughs> madhouse animated film from a few years from I think two thousand seven or eight that took seven years to make and was a huge financial boondoggle for Madhouse and nearly killed them as a studio, but is one of the like coolest things ever made, like ever animated. And a big a, a big criticism of that movie actually is, boy, there sure is a lot of talking in the middle of that movie. Which fair. But Specifically, the thing I think Apari Rodman should have stolen wholesale from from Redline is just open up with the race. Like, just mm-hmm. open up with the race. Like, just right. the first episode should just be the race. Deal with like, this no backstory shit once we're in Vegas. Yeah. Like, forget backstory. Forget character development. <laughs> we don't need to know who these people are. We just know, need to know there's a cool fucking race happening. And, like, that will invest us in the rest of it. Like... Right, and you can sprinkle in the backstory as you go. Right. Like, you don't have to just dump it all. I agree, you know. and I don't care. I, I don't give a damn about cars, racing, any of the culture, nothing. Do not give a crap. Nah, but same, I would have preferred same, honestly, much. But... I would have much preferred to see the race. Because right, because it's yeah, so, it's yeah, the premise. Yeah. That's, that's what a, the what a, what a, a spectacle. I want a spectacle. Because you've right. put in these these characters that look absolutely... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, Bonkers. Completely nuts. And yeah. and then you give us a backstory. Why? Why? Yeah, like it's it's like the weird thing of hmm, how do I put this? So you guys have heard me before say that the baseball episode is probably the best cons- is the, is the best <laughs> premise for a filler episode. The second mm-hmm. best it's one of them. Yeah. The second best premise for a filler episode is the wacky races episode. And the reason why I think both of those premises work really well for filler is that they are excuses to put large casts together in weird, unfamiliar situations and watching those personalities play off each other. And Artemis, I think kind of related to what you were saying, even if we're not like really into cars or racing, what we are into is interesting madcap characterization. And a race is a really good uh, 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 framework yeah, for that. I'll throw out I'll throw out an example the 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 race episode in uh, Mr. Osamatsu. Yeah. Yeah. When, when uh but but that that's the thing. That didn't happen until season like a couple episodes into season 2, I think, right? Like I don't even think it was season 1. Right. And it and that episode doesn't work uh without the context of this big cast of crazy characters. Yeah. That you've already gotten to know to a certain degree. And I think you have a point there, Jill, but I still think that, like, if you're going to have... But, like, I mean, that is a filler episode. We are talking about the a premise TV of the series show. that is going to stretch that premise out for, you know, 12, 13 episodes. And I do think that when you're doing something like that, I don't think characterization is actually that important at the very beginning. You just need to tease us with enough spectacle. Right, right. Have certain characters, right, have their time in the spotlight during that first episode doing weird, crazy shit. And then all of a sudden we're like, "Whoa, what's that guy's deal?" Like, you know, right. and and then you can sprinkle that in, and you know, it makes you want to learn more right, about right. them. Whereas now we're like, "Oh, good, we learned about the characters. They're not that interesting. Now we really need to get to the race. <laughs> now we have to watch another eleven episodes." Yeah. Of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, well, I, I hope it's good. I really hope that I want. Know, I, I think, want to like this show, but it's yes, getting away from yes. me. I think we all. We all want to like Apari Ranman because I think it has all I, I th- the pieces there to be a really likable, interesting show. It's just can just... PA works mm-hmm. 
put it's them just together. been it's I just sh- been thoroughly outshone also by so many other anime that are airing this season yeah that something that yeah. that looked completely madcap is by comparison pretty dull yeah i should have known better when it was the guy that directed uh tari tari now hear me out now hear me out what if now we all i don't know if i want to hear you out (laughs) no not on that not on that i was like we all love a good racing episode and the problem we're having with the pari ranman is ah the characters just aren't that interesting but now hear me out what if instead what if instead n was holding a go-kart competition and nikaido and kaimon decided we gotta join this to win the prize money. And also, I heard a rumor. Hold on. That the... Hold on, G. Is this a thing that actually happens? God, I wish. I really wish. I, okay. I wish I could. Don't, 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 don't tease us, G. I, I mean, was, come on. I wish I could tell you that was real. I really do, but. And we would have believed you. <laughs> Probably would have, yeah. Uh, no, I should have just kept it going. That, that that show would lend itself very well to a, uh, a, a, a car race. Make, a, make up a bit about how kind. a Bisu, like, crashes into a wall and explodes into a million pieces but gets put together by the next episode like nothing ever happened right yeah <sighs> all right well i'm not i'm not getting my hopes up that they're necessarily going to turn things around but I, the potential still there on it we'll just I'll have to see um, yeah i think yeah I, I will give it at least if they can get to the racing yes if they can get to the race in the, the first three episodes, I think it will be okay. I am still be so okay. skeptical, but I will I But will I don't. Try. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to happen. Um, I was going to say, if we're, we're going to go back to the director of uh, Tari Tari, that show's entire premise was based around them building up to this uh, concert performance thing, and that did not happen until the very, very end of the show. So, Oh, boy. Um, yeah. Also, it was not a very good show. Uh, all right. So I think that does it. Real quick, one word answer going around the room. What is your uh, favorite show? Uh, uh, I probably B and A. B and A. Safe, safe pick, but uh, you know. G, are you uh, you sticking with Wave? Uh, on, yeah, I think I'm sticking with one? Wave. Okay, Artemis. The one show you didn't put on here, Jal. I'm so what? mad. What what did I Pin miss? Things. Huh? I don't even know. Kaku, I don't Kaku, know what Kaku that Shigoto. is. Oh yeah. Oh, oh shit! Well, writes, we did like, forget to put that on and here. He's desperately trying to hide it from his his elementary yes, school lady right. daughter. Oh crap! Right, we talked about that. Oh, during- I completely forgot here. about right, that. We talked about Kakushiko real quick. Yeah. What? What? Because uh, I actually thought that was going to be bad. I thought. I thought. We all. We all Like made an assumption of like he's trying to hide his like raunchy manga from his daughter but we all kind of assumed it would be like i assume because he because it was about a guy who who writes a pervy manga the anime would be a pervy anime right and, and it's also, not also like right. it's the opposite it's wholesome it's like wholesome yeah. good-natured like the humor is is somewhat outlandish sometimes but completely right. inoffensive it's the creator of Sayonara, that's the i get i got emotionally walloped in both episodes so far <laughs> Huh, okay. 
Wow, like unexpectedly. We, uh... Yeah. <laughs> No, we totally uh, So to anyone still listening at the two-hour, 14-minute mark, <laughs> Hidden Things is really good, and you all should right, watch all it. All right, all right. I should probably go check that out then, because that sounds yeah. like it could be up my alley. I just... I gotta admit, I totally wrote it off. I totally ignored it. That's on me. I don't know why I, I, don't, I, I, don't know why I watched it. I honestly can't remember. Probably but, because it's... But I went in of... fully expecting it to be absolutely terrible <laughs> and trashy, and it... Yeah. Maybe maybe that's part of the reason why I like it so much, but it subverted my expectations so well that I could not help but enjoy it. What um, what's what studio was making that? I, for, uh, I forget. Uh, let me see if I can look that up real quick. Um, this is great, compelling radio. I did enjoy the first episode of that show. Um, I don't think the comedy beats are necessarily for me. I think it was good, just like not necessarily like personally. They were oddly for me, and I'm normally not a com- much of a comedy right person, mm. I guess. But but it worked for me. It, it did. Okay. And and yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess as uh we were talking about how it's by the author of um. Sayonara's at Spoo Sensei. And the artwork uh, is very is oh, yeah. very reminiscent. It does look very good. Too. Yeah. Um I was immediately thinking is Shaft back, but <laughs> No, it's the, not. Yeah. It's, it's not so so yeah, yeah I, I expected either either pervy in the worst ways or just like deeply cynical and and dark right. sense of humor. It's not neither of those things. Right. Like we all kind complete of, complete opposite. I think from the description you expect right. like Aromanga Sensei or something, but Right, right, and it's just about a dude who just happens to write, like, I guess, pervy manga, but also he writes it pretty well because he's obviously got a decent amount of name recognition and he's trying to hide it from, from his daughter. Right, it's... it's just, because, it, because he loves her so much, yeah, like, he just right. doesn't want her to think badly of him. Right, and the, the, right. the jokes are less, oh, no, my manga is, like, pervy. It's more like, oh, no, I, I'm a... I'm a manga guy, and not, I don't have a yeah. real job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the jokes that the, there's nothing, even no detail about his manga at all, except the titles, which are hilarious. That's pretty like, good, actually. That's like, like they refer they refer to like what, oh, like what, I love like, I love your balls series, of, like balls yeah. of balls of fury, I think, or something like I love that. Your, I love your series, of balls, of fury. <laughs> balls of fury, and then what was the other one? T- like tights in the wind. Tights in the wind, yeah. Like, Christ. And that's the only. Wasn't there an, wasn't there an actual anime about that? But anyway. I don't know, but that's um, all you all you ever hear about the details of what he of what he does for a job is the titles of what of of his work, and that's right. it. So and you can so fill there's in no, the there's US, no but, yeah. not only does it not go down the trashy route, but there's no um, there's no way it could with with that kind of take. Right. You right. know. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll have to add that on the watch list as well. Every time we're um, like, oh, next season doesn't look that great. And then there's like 12 shows where we're like, oh, no, no. Huh. Well, I mean, oh, wait. if you really watch, I don't know, <sighs> Gel, what's, what's your, what's your uh, highlight? <laughs> I, I was also going with, uh, with Wave, okay. listen to me. Well, then, in that case, I know we're going long, so I'll keep this short. I will say, I, I think I am enjoying aspects of this season. And it is unfair to compare this to Winter 2020, which I think was just like... <laughs> uniquely filled with a lot of like real heavy hitters but 
Right. I, I'm definitely liking things in this season, but I wouldn't say anything has like instantly like enraptured me in the same way. I think the quant- I think the quantity of good shows seems to be much higher. Like there's just a lot of like good shows, but I don't know if any of these are going to be like anime of the year contenders. Right. By the time right. we get the end. But normally right. by the time I I sit down and I've got, you know, roughly 10 premieres that I want to watch out of curiosity if nothing else and then by the end of the premiere it's it's halved. Right. Right. But that is not the case. And th- this time this time almost yeah this time almost every show you know probably like 70 percent of the shows i watched i still want to keep watching so um yeah and i i have a feeling some of them will probably drop off after we hit you know episode three and 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 we've still got one that hasn't even aired yet wait what uh what's Uh, the left would pick a detective's office oh Yeah. yeah 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 Well, the first detective show surprised yeah, me. Yeah, so, so you never know. I, I'm, op- <laughs> I'm uh, open to anything now at this point. Um, okay. So, I, yeah, I mean, just out of sheer necessity, something's going to have to get cut eventually here. I can't watch 10 shows right. in one season. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting. And like we said, hopefully they will not get delayed, but we just don't know. Uh, at this point. Yeah, I mean, I was so. going to say, honestly, we might not even have a choice in terms of what we get to watch to completion at the rate. Mm. Yeah, just whatever whatever is still standing, yeah. right? Unfortunately. <sighs> we'll cross that bridge when we get there. All right. So, uh, if anybody's still listening, <laughs> thank you for <laughs> sticking this for one out. This oh, whatever. This is, this is uh, not even probably... the longest podcast we've ever recorded. It might, it might be for Glorio chat. We yes, have gone yes. longer on uh, other <laughs> other feeds here, but um, yeah, this might be a record for Glorio chat. There's a, but I don't feel like I wanted to cut any of that. Like I feel like we really had to get all that out. So, so thank you for all listening. Thank you guys for sticking around. Uh, let's just wrap things up. Uh, check us out on, at uh, theglorioblog.com. We have our uh, written posts on pretty much all these shows and more actually uh, other all the, all the other shows that we watched so if you want our full thoughts and more specific dialogue on any of these go check that out follow us on twitter at the glorio blog and you can subscribe to the podcast on itunes google play spotify podbean or you can subscribe to youtube and uh you know tell your friends tell your enemies and that's gonna do it so uh thanks everybody we'll catch you next time